everyone and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Mail Fuzz TV. I am Peter and joining me as always is Matt. Hey, what's up? Uh, oh, uh, Carter's here as well. I'm back. Man. Here's the thing though. Are you really here? Because the Doomsday Clock came out. So, <laughs> it um, did come out, didn't it? Hey, don't uh, put that up on the screen. There's a very good reason I only showed a little bit there. Don't don't worry, don't worry, Matt. I'm going to, I'm going to mute him and like take him away from the video uh, when okay. we get to Doomsday Clock because it's just too weird that he's here. We can't have him yeah, giving no. his opinions I on Doomsday Clock. I missed two at the start. This is issue nine. I've done uh, seven of these bastards now. And this is and this is why we do this because he <laughs> falls right into the trap every time. Yes, the jokes are getting old. This one, no, this one is particularly sweet because I nearly missed this one. Yes, I know we were trying, really trying to get it. Yes. Pete incepted Paige to for you guys to go on your trip, and then John. <laughs> he he and misjudged Frank. a week. <laughs> yes. Well, John's and Frank misjudged a week. There so was it's on them. There was Morse code happening. I was I was messaging yes. Paige. <laughs> Book well, all these lists. When that when that trip was booked, it was never even close to an issue. <laughs> no, it was maybe February. <laughs> Oh dear. Anyway, so yeah, DC Comics. We talk about DC Comics on this mm-hmm. show. And coming up on this week's show, bookwise, we have the aforementioned Doomsday Clock issue nine. We got Batman sixty six, Justice League nineteen, Young Justice issue three, The Green Lantern issue five, Green Arrow fifty, Adventures of the Super Sons number eight, and Female Furies number two. So that's what's coming up on this week's show. So before we get started, raise your hand if you read Female Furies number two. Oh, isn't it funny how this always happens? <laughs> Till the worst time. I said to Pete, like, last night we were going through books. I was like, oh, there's only this many. And and he was like, yeah. oh, yeah, Female Furies. I went, oh, yeah, yeah, I missed that one. I haven't got that one. I just forgot to get it. And then he was like, oh, I've not, you know, I forgot again. Because I said before we started, oh, I've got two books left to read. And Pete goes, oh, yeah, I'm not reading that one. I went, oh, yeah, I still didn't get it. <laughs> Oh, yeah, well. yeah, this this tends to happen to me. And <laughs> hey, I told you. I feel like advance. it's a joke now. Like I feel like, <laughs> we're, like we're not gonna read this. We're not gonna tell him because he's gonna read it. We didn't collude though. We both just made the same choice. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that sounds familiar. No collusion. Definitely means. It's <laughs> I have more integrity than the individual you're comparing me to right now, so I will not stand individual for Individual number one, if yes. you will. Yes. Uh... <laughs> Uh, I, I've noticed the sometimes when we bring up politics, I lose followers, and now I'm oh, wearing yeah. it like a badge of honor. So, if you guys don't like it, then that's fine. You don't have to. So it's uh, funny. I was. You know, like Matt, you should make an effort just to show what's on the front of that cap. Just, oh, just, mine. Yeah, yeah. How, just so it's yeah, clear that it's not something else. Oh yeah. No, it's not. It's a red cap. It's... Yes. No, that has to be really pointed out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, no, no, this point. is this is this is my hockey team second logo. This yes. is the, the tattoo I'm set to go get sometime soon. Um, so I like it. But it's also reminiscent of the Captain Marvel logo. Yes. I it was that at first glance, to be honest. Yeah, that's why I wore it to the movie last night. <laughs> just, so, it's close thing. enough. It'll, yeah, it'll yeah. pass. No, all, all the casuals will just think it is that. Yeah, I, yeah, I no, was... No, I was streaming games last weekend and Connor was getting back from vacation and someone asked me on like Sunday night, is Connor back in the country yet? And I said, the ginger eagle has landed. Yeah. I'm proud of that joke. I'm proud really of that joke. I think what a ginger that. eagle would be, isn't a ginger eagle really just an albatross? <laughs> hey, albatrosses are cool. You would yeah, say but that. they're always a bad sign. 
What's your point? <laughs> you're an <laughs> omen. You're an omen of doom. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I herald the doomsday clock issues. Yes, yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, dear. Yeah, we got books coming up. we got some news yeah. to talk about in general catch-up. We, we only have, like, seven, eight books this week. This is this, this quiet week <laughs> compared to last week. Remember, Matt, last week when we had, like, 14? <laughs> Remember that, that yeah, week? Yeah, that sucked. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. If the books had been more evenly spread out over the last couple of weeks... I probably could have made it last week on onto the yeah. episode, but I went to read a book. So I was like, okay, I'm in the double digits. I'm not getting yeah, all we, of these read in the next hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, we also did did the you know like sideways is done and uh, another one was pushed. So really, there's only supposed to be like eleven, which is still a lot, but that's doable. Yeah, but yeah, four, um, fourteen was nuts, but hey ho, sideways is over, of course. And the the, the real bright side that I, I discovered about me missing last week is I missed sales figures. See, yeah, still... but he made it as painless as possible. Yeah, so. they, they, they were juicy sales figures. I don't know. Those those, those were juicy. Uh-huh. Succulent, one might even say. Have <laughs> <laughs> you guys ever seen that video of the Australian diner Dash guy who they finally <laughs> catch him as he's eating Chinese and they go to take him away and he makes a big production about it. <laughs> and he's like, what was I doing wrong? I was just eating a meal. A succulent <laughs> Chinese meal. <laughs> it's... Fantastic. I have not, but it amuses me that Matt just jumps to that because I said the word succulent, so he just jumped to something else with the word succulent. Well, because he puts this weird affectation on it and it sounded a lot like how Pete says it. (laughs) So it just reminded me (laughs) when they try to put him in a cop car, they do something wrong. He goes, oh, I see you know your judo well. And he's just (laughs) talking crap to the cops the entire time. Uh, and was this was this it, a thick Australian accent the whole time? You yeah, but it's kind of all over the place. Right. Like, that's what I mean. He's definitely putting on a he's putting on a show for the for the cameras and for the bystanders. So uh, there's that one and the kid that had a party that got out of control and he's on the news and the newscaster tries to make him apologize and take off his sunglasses. He goes, "I'll apologize, but don't take it off my sunglasses." And she's like, "Why?" He's like, "Cause they're cool." And it's just, it's the most Australia you can be in one video. Matt, you waste so much time watching really random stuff on the internet. It's it's not even that I watch it once. (laughs) I watch them numerous times. Like, I waste a lot of time on the internet, don't get me wrong, but you waste it watching a lot of random things on the internet. (laughs) This is what happens when when, when you, you came into high school and Jackass was really popular. You end up liking the the weird mm. yeah but not in the twin peaks weird in the you know the bad weird that's weird unsettling this is just weird like look at that guy Ugh. your 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 brain is uh should be studying in a in a, in a lab somewhere matt there should oh, be should. T- t- my, there should my, be my... classes of people just <laughs> trying to decipher the brain of matt skullthorpe my uh, my, my go-to that. video right now is is banana bread at work. There's a guy that's really really excited. He got banana bread at work, uh, and it's gotten to the point that if I start playing it, my wife is like, "No, give me your phone. We're not doing this today." So, yeah. <laughs> but I still I just I want to let everybody know. Yes, I waste a lot of time watching stupid videos, but I still read all the books I was supposed to. There was some salt in that in that last part. <laughs> I think I think that might be a bit better that that he, he read a book that we didn't. Oh, all those flavors to choose from, and he chose salt. Yeah, 
To be yeah. fair, mm-hmm. salt's a pretty good flavor. Salt is a good flavor. Ah. Salt and sweet. Yeah. Like my my favorite ice cream ever was Ben and Jerry's late night snack. It was the the Jimmy Fallon version, and it it was like a sweet cream ice cream with a salted caramel like swirl in there, and then chocolate covered uh, uh, potato chip bits. And they don't make it anymore. Yeah, that it, got I know weird. Yeah. Up to, like it, it was fine. It was fine. I'm like, okay, this sounds pretty good. Yeah. And and, and then you threw it out the window. No, like, what the hell? I, I thought the same thing too, and I got a, a scoop at a taste. You know, you walk up to the. I don't know if you guys have Ben and Jerry's over there, but it's just like a regular scoop shop, and some of them you can get <laughs> in the stores. Ben and Jerry's you know? is world weight. Thank you very much. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I understand that like the pints and stuff that you buy in the store. I don't know if they have like. The scoop shops, right? Yeah, like, yeah, a regular... like, the, like the cinema. Yeah, my my yeah. my my theater. I actually I actually changed my theater had Ben and Jerry's like a like a station, right? Where you go and you yeah. get Sundays yeah. and stuff. Uh, it changed a couple of years ago. Now it's something else. It's not Baskin and Robbins because the other one in the city ch- uh, changed to Baskin and Robbins years and years ago. But it was Ben and Jerry's for a long time. I can't remember okay. what it is now. It's a similar like but, yeah. maybe smaller ice cream brand. I don't know. Yeah. So, anyways, I got a, I got a free sample from one of those places, and then it was on. And then when he took over the Tonight Show, they got rid of it. And I've been chasing that that salty sweet ever since. And there's nothing that really does it. So, uh, yeah. this is an ice cream talk. Yeah, no one ice cream, Matt. Stop it. Stop it right now. Uh, it's, it's late enough over there. You can go get some when you're done. I insist. I insist that we cease this discussion at once. So, we talk about comics uh, traditionally on this show. Uh, allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> we will we will be allegedly talking about this DC comics. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, something something that could be of interest to you, uh, because it is March and it is uh, Batman's Detective One Thousandth month. It's you know eightieth birthday, all that stuff. Uh, me and Connor have been reviewing uh, the Batman movies uh, gradually throughout the month. The first, yeah. the first two are up. Batman and Batman Returns are both up for everyone on the YouTube. They're also in the Mail Fuzz Movies uh, podcast audio feed. Uh, should you wish to check those out, uh, Batman Forever and Robin and Batman Begins and Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises are all coming over the course of the rest of the month. So you might be interested in those. I thought I'd mention that at the start because because everyone turns off before i plug things at the end so i'm just going to snipe them in randomly broad strokes of of batman or batman returns pete you have to pick one (laughs) i mean the better of the two is batman but like well batman doesn't have penguin bombers exactly he goes he goes full tim burton in that one he does he's not even trying to hide it (laughs) <laughs> and you you never go full Tim Burton. You 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 never. just don't do it. But but but, Penguin Bombers. It's just it's, it's it improves every movie in the world. Uh, every movie. I'm fairly certain Schindler's List is not improved by Penguin Bombers. I'm one hundred percent confident that it is. I am staying out of this. All right, well, let's move on then on that note to uh, some news. We have some news this week. So, uh, first up, so here's the thing. Doomsday Clock Issue 11 was solicited for the end of May, which given the issue issue 10, 10 you know, it may be coming out end of end of March, and we didn't even have issue 9 by that point. Issue 9, of course, only just came out this week. That seemed very ambitious. Issue 10 was, is... Was it end of May or end of April that it was solicited for? 
think it was end of May because yeah, it was the, lost because it was a loss. All the skips and whatnot. Yeah. Oh, fair. Yeah. Because that's that's on target from now, isn't it? Right, which is what Pete's point. No, it was it was, it was on target from before, but with all the delays to issue nine. Yeah. It, it meant there was only going to be one month between nine and ten. Oh, right, okay, I'm with you. Because nine was meant to be yeah. the end of January, I think? Yeah, it was. Yeah, so so issue 10 might be the end of March, issue 11, end of end of May. Issue 10 now is finally, officially being pushed a little bit. Uh, although, interestingly, at least for now, only two weeks, it's been pushed to April 10th. Uh, which, if that hits that date, I'll actually be quite impressed, given that it's been two months between issues. Well, worth noting, this came in two separate updates, because it was pushed a week... Uh, mm-hmm. uh, about a week ago it was pushed one week and then just a couple of days ago they pushed it a second week so that's, that's coming April 10th so so it makes me think that if it was Frank is the reason it was behind this one's full of more like big you know spreads as opposed to tiny because this issue Maybe. not to get ahead of ourselves has like some real intricate like as far as a lot of characters Frank's to draw concerned. in this one a lot, lot of characters yeah. to draw so we'll see if it actually hits this date. If it does, and then like we'll see if issue eleven. Like I, I expect eleven still to be pushed, but maybe it won't get pushed the full month that I thought it would. Maybe it'll be less than that. The downside right now is though is that uh, April tenth is week two, and week two is significantly busier than weeks one or three. So I almost hope it gets pushed one more week just so it's on week oh, three. Oh, week three would be ideal. It would. It'd be perfect. So all the danger is that if it slips to week three, we're going to be going. Don't you dare slip again. Do not put this on a week four again. <laughs> Well, that's the, that's most, I mean that's going to be a danger no matter what, right? I mean, I mean, well, yeah. I mean, I feel, like I feel like it's double Dutch in the schedule. We're like, not, not, no, go, no, no, because yep. uh, 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 issue nine went from a busy week four to a quiet week one to a busy week two to a quiet week three to a really busy week four to finally a fairly quiet week one, which is this week. <laughs> yeah. So that 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 was the sequence of events. A lot of bouncing. A lot of bouncing, but hey, so that's officially happened. Um. We did get some words from Dan Didio about Green Arrow. Obviously, Green Arrow is issue 50 this week. We'll talk about that later as the final issue in the run. Uh, but he's basically been saying that, yeah, they've got plans for Green Arrow and the larger DCU as a whole right now and what he's going to be doing, presumably in an event of some kind. And they didn't want the, the, the solo series to like run alongside that and contradict it or have two versions of the character going. Because it feels like whatever they're going to do is very specific and like kind of out of the normal status quo. Uh, but he admitted at the end that yeah, there's obviously going to be a more another Green Arrow book, you know, before long. It's not going to be gone for that that that, that much time, because it's Green Arrow. Yeah. So, I appreciate the honesty there. Like, yeah, we all know it's going to come back at some point soon. Yeah, are we thinking maybe if we get an announcement, of one of the cons coming up, we're getting towards that season of you know oh, WonderCon C two E two where we, we yeah, get C2. A... I wonder. I would think more C two E two because that gives it more time. I mean, my, my 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 takeaway from that is that maybe he'll be a major player in Villain of the Year, or he'll be a major player in, you know, Villain whatever. of the Year? You're the villain? You're the villain, whatever. <laughs> Can you imagine them handing out an award? Yeah. Villain of the you Year. Get villain of the Year. <laughs> do they do Villain of the Month, and then they get entered into a pool at the end to pick from? Yeah. I'm the, happy that's with That's definitely the plot of Incredibles 3, right? Yeah. I'm happy with that mistake. I, I am. Like, we, I'm just gonna keep calling it villain of the year because I think it's funnier. So, that, that that's my takeaway. Is I think Green Arrow will play a part in one of, if not that, then something else. We don't. Maybe a Leviathan, something or other. Mm-hmm. Like, but he's gonna be in something. So, yeah. 
you know, that's, that, that was it. Yeah, those were the two news items I wanted to bring up. There was a, another mailed one, but I can mention it when we're talking about the books because it's rel- relevant to... Well, I mean, I know these two are both technically relevant to books we're talking about later as well, but these felt more individually newsworthy. This one better be less worthy than than those two, because otherwise we're just going to give you shit for not including it at the start. I would say it is. No, right. I'll be the judge of that. It's more of a footnote than it is a major news item. Um, but yeah, that, that, that's the news. Cool. All right. Excellent. Yeah, I, I got nothing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we talked about it. Yeah, no, that's good. All right, then we'll talk about books. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I could do this all day. I know it's rare for me to be quiet, but if you want to make things more awkward, I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying. Is that to... the longest we've gone with dead air in a long time? I was. I was trying to see how long it would take before someone actually asked what I was doing. <laughs> we knew what you were doing. I uh, know. I don't know if you did. Uh, uh, so yeah, Shazam's out the start of April. Everyone looking forward to Shazam. Yeah. That's a thing. The early buzz. I got a trailer last night with Captain Marvel, which is it always cracks me up. Uh, I got a Shazam trailer with Captain Marvel. It's funny how things like that happen. Like, um, like uh, Umbrella Academy and Doom Patrol launched on the Mm -hmm. same day, and it was like it's kind of weird for that to happen. And then, okay, you've got both Captain Marvels within a month Mm -hmm. month of each other. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, I got a trailer for Shazam, the 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 newer one, solid. Uh, I got a trailer for Dark Phoenix, which there was like an audible groan. When, when that popped up. Um, yeah. I, I love that Matt has his dream movie with both Jessica Chastain and Sophie Turner in it, and it looks like a turd. <laughs> I still have yet to watch this this trailer because I didn't bother. You're not you're not missing any. It's like... Yeah. They, I would say that the... the these new versions of the X-Men movies have gotten progressively worse in this one. Like has gone straight through into the cellar Two, just from the looks of it. 2006 called it once this X-Men movie back. Yeah. Oh, it looks that bad, does it? Well, it just, it cracks me up that they did all this work in Days of Future Past to to kind of, and the Wolverine, for that matter. To fix kind of, yeah, and now they're just doing it again, but sooner. And it's like, ugh. Yeah. What decade's this one in now? They're up into the 90s. Are they actually? I mean, oh, they can't. Be, like, people have not aged since the sixties. What's happened? Yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, um, mutant gene. The last one was last one was the eighties, so you'd assume yeah. this one's early nineties, and which is kind of stepping on Captain Marvel, like, and that stuff. I'm in feel- its defense, this was probably in production equally as long. Yeah, longer even. Yeah. Do you yeah. not recall the delays? <laughs> True. There was delays up the ass. Oh. Uh, yeah, it, it's a rough time, and then when you finally see Chastain, and it's not she's not Lalandra, she's some weird blonde-looking girl, and you're just like, she, she, they made a blonde. Yeah, it's like oh, platinum man, white blonde too. <laughs> yeah. Them, them, them's are fighting words. Oh dear, I got well, the. And then, and then I see, I see the Rocket Man trailer, and Bryce Dallas Howard has black hair, and I'm just like, I can't win. They're actually out to upset I me. I know the feeling. Oh that. dear, oh dear. Uh, no, I got I got the Endgame trailer as well, and I I didn't. My wife was very upset. What was the fourth trailer? Very I got? Upset. 
I think it was Earth that I was super excited about. Because <laughs> yeah. I can't remember it. But... Uh, the last trailer we got was Frozen 2, which on the big screen looks a lot better. Um, hmm. the, the, when the, I don't know if you guys have seen that trailer, but when the yeah. waves start... An excellent trailer. It looks it looks like, like photorealistic waves. Like, mm. if you compare it to even Moana a couple of years ago, it's ridiculous. The, the, the tech is... Mm-hmm. At an incredible level. But here's the so, thing: is Sub Zero going to show up, and is he going to decapitate someone? Because that's the important part. I don't think so. That's not like a serious answer, but <laughs> I don't think so. No, I don't think so. He'd have to fight an army of reindeer, Pete. Sub Zero can do that. <laughs> and then for the third movie, you have Cold Snap uh, as the, the villain. Yeah. <laughs> And Minister Blizzard. Frozen, the legend of Cold Snap. <laughs> I love how you could take any cold base villain from DC, give them like a mini series, and call it Frozen. Like that could be the trade title. Except yeah. for Mr. Freeze. Like. Mr. Freeze. Frozen, yeah. Uh, maybe that one doesn't work, but yeah. But I mean, like Killer Frost, Frozen. Cold yeah. Snap, Frozen. Minister Blizzard, Frozen. Icicle, Frozen. Like, they all work. Icicle 2, Electro Boogaloo. <laughs> no, no. Icicle 2, Defrozen. <laughs> Surely Unfrozen. Icicle 2 is just Icicle Jr. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I was going for a strip Now you're getting into Lucha Libre naming conventions of, of 2 versus Jr. So it's it convoluted. We need an Icicle the third. Yeah. Sure. Sure. But hey, stop! Another what we don't need is more Killer Frost on on Arrow or Flash. Oh sure, yeah. Because, yeah. Mm-hmm. No feeling that. Um. But hey, uh, we watched Batman and Robin recently, so I've got a lot of Ace Space puns in my head from uh. <laughs> yeah. From if he would kill the dinosaurs. The Ice Age. Do you, do you know what I forgot about Matt? Is at one point yeah. when he's teaming up with Poison Ivy. Uh, and she's like, "Oh, you, you know, you'll freeze the, you'll freeze the world, and then I, I will grow all the vines, and it'll be like a, a new, new earth. We're going to rebirth the earth." And he's like, "Yes, we shall do this, and we will be Adam and evil." <laughs> uh, I told you what my head cannon for that is. Is those were in the script, and it was all just Schwarzenegger improving. Oh, I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, just as plausible as it being in the script. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I feel like Arnold's like, I can get away with these. <laughs> this movie's yeah. dumb enough, I can get away with this. <laughs> no one's watching this back. Uh, you know, we all know how much I love hockey, but that that scene where the where the bat ice skates oh, pop out from yes. the boots. Yes. <laughs> like, see if that happened later in the movie, I can accept it that they've already fought Mr. Freeze. They're getting in knowing what right. type of villain he is. They've, they've prepared for it, but the idea that they have that just in general anyway. <laughs> Look, Gotham gets cold in the winter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still not that cold. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Also, I, you didn't need ice skates. You could have just wore cleats with grips on them. Also, like, our, our, it's not efficient, though, is it? I mean, it's an urban city. It's it's a it's, you know, it's a bustling metropolis. Not a lot of lakes in, in a city such as that to get frozen. Just putting that out there. I don't know. Batman Returns. There's a there's a lot of frozen park territory. Yeah, but Tim Burton's a hack, so don't, don't give me this. <laughs> oh! <laughs> uh, is that you defending Schumacher? 
<laughs> You've worked yourself into a pickle there. Well, that, well, that to be to, that to be fair, Joel Schumacher's made at least a couple of films that I actually enjoy. So, yeah, well, so so is Tim Burton. No, he's not. Shut up. Yes, he has. <laughs> Tim Burton's the best when he's not being Tim Burton. So, like, uh, Big Fish, Ed Wood. Yeah, but I don't enjoy these. Like I said, that that and I enjoy. Saying, and then I look at I look at Schumacher, and he's made uh, Falling Down, and. Uh, what else? Phone booth wasn't bad. Which one? Phone booth. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Phone down is not bad. To be uh, fair, it's okay. It's significantly better than Batman and Robin. So. Yeah. You like the Lost Boys, Matt? I did Lost Boys. Yeah, I know. I was hoping you wouldn't bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what else have you done? Oh, yeah, don't say that. Yeah, you really watched the, like, Lost Boys, so the Lost Boys. Don't give Pete more ammunition. Yeah, don't give Pete more ammo. <laughs> I'm just saying, I will I will stick up for three Tim Burton movies all the time, and then the rest of them it's take or leave. So, but yeah, uh, Schumacher not so much. I could go a David Lynch Batman movie. I know he usually does all the time. So I, do you want I, to make I, sure I, like I don't Lynch see him? Off, but I do not want a David Lynch Batman movie. I want a David Lynch Batman movie more, more than I want any other character. Well, maybe not any other character, but certainly more than uh, the other majors. Like, I don't want a David Lynch Superman movie. You, you really movie. want to mess with the audience? You give him a, a, a Lynch Riddler movie. <laughs> All bets are off. That's yeah. just cruel. I feel, I feel yeah. like Lynch could tackle either Doom Patrol or could maybe tackle, like, Swamp Thing, something like that. Something where there's a lot of, you know... Some raw like man versus nature, like the existential. You know what am I? What is a human being? That's David Lynch right there. I want to see him do Green Lantern. Green Lantern. Just no, go thank you. With it. No. Just throw him out in space. And go we have more sin. Don't stop putting that out there. <laughs> Don't give it. Warner Brothers needs to fix things because I just saw let, a really good Green Lantern movie. Let let right? him do an adaptation of of the Green Lantern that, that's going on now. And uh, I'm good. Yeah. Did we just find a David Lynch movie that Pete doesn't want? There's yeah. a lot of David Lynch movies I wouldn't want. I'm not. It's not like I want David Lynch to like, do a Mighty Ducks movie. Or, like, you would though. You'd watch it, wouldn't you? I'd, I'd, I'd watch. You'd I'd, actually put ducks on ice. I'd, like, I'd be. I'd be fascinated to see what it was, but like, I ain't rooting for the it. Flying, the Flying Bee is something completely different. <laughs> it's an actual flying vagina. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It just makes me think of Frank Booth in his nitrogen mask. It, it's a, it's a, it's a flying vagina with just an eyeball in the middle looking at you. Like, uh, yes, this is what it is. Yes. Uh, you know, I will give David Lynch credit, as I never forget his movies that I've seen. I did not like Mulholland Drive, but I will never forget that movie. Like, I know I watched it. Um, <laughs> and and. Uh, I get what you're saying. There's some movies where I'm like, I know I watched that, yeah. well, but I don't really remember it. To bring this back around to uh, Dark Phoenix, when I saw the first trailer for Dark Phoenix, I actually had a moment where I sat and went, was Sophie Turner in the last one? And I, actually, <laughs> I and I really had to sit and think about it for like five minutes as if, if Jean Grey was in the last one. Yeah. yeah. The, the we, answer was yes, was. for the record. Do you know the only reason I can distinctly tell you that is a yes though because i've got a photo of matt standing next to a stand-up from that, x-men apocalypse that is honestly the only reason it's not because uh, i actually remember her doing anything in the movie 
Yes, I've got some uh, questionable photos that Matt would like to disappear with him standing <laughs> next to a stand-up, you know, a standee of Sophie Turner at the theatre. Yeah. Let's just say they're very, they're raunchy in nature and he should be ashamed of himself. No, they are not. They're me standing next to the thing with a thumbs up. Yeah, you broke her arm off though. I don't know what you were doing to do I that. Did. <laughs> I didn't know such thing. It was broken when I got there, Pete. I told you that. As you claim. as you, And the uh, sick part is he made his wife take the photo. I didn't make her. She went here. <laughs> That's even sicker. You're both sick. Uh, <laughs> are we not meant to be talking about doomsday clock? Oh, we are. We're we getting are. there. We're just killing some time. Like, even by our standards, this this has been chatting shit for a long time now. Uh, well, but it's because Pete didn't read Female Fury, so now he's trying to make up for it. <laughs> yeah, this, is, this past 10 minutes is me making up for the fact that I didn't read Female Fury. Carl didn't read that either. Why am I getting this shit? And he has I less books than me. He... I don't think he finished the first issue, did you? Connor? Yeah. He did. Yeah, I really like the first issue. I just completely forgot it was Co- this. Hey, Connor had like four okay. books this week, alright? Like, I, 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 I had, had five. Four. Oh, wait, hang on. <laughs> oh, <man>. before, before I say that with certainty. Because he, he wasn't reading No Young Justice. He wasn't reading No Super yeah. Sons. I had five. <laughs> Including Female Furies. Uh, excluding that. Oh, that would have been six. Oh, that would have been six. It would have been six. <laughs> yeah, I have seven. So. Uh, not to worry, Matt. Let's get the show on the road because I have a feeling Doomsday Clock's going to run long. Uh, that's a very good point, Matt. I'm just looking ahead to next week and I'm seeing if there's anything that I might drop last minute to upset Matt. I'm just double checking. <laughs> uh, I don't believe so. You, you know I'm not reading Grim Knight. Yeah, nah. I think we're good. Yeah, I'll, I'll be reading that. I'll I'll be reading that though, but don't worry. Yes, yes. I will. You you you, will. you two could be together on that. All right. Yeah, I got I got that one. Connor's got that one too. I got that one. Yeah. He's still reading Catwoman, Pete. Uh, isn't yeah. That the Philip? Yeah. Oh, I raised the fill on issue that I said that I wanted to skip. <laughs> that's right. That's a good point. That's a good point. I might. I might. Uh, <laughs> now I'll read it, Matt. All right. I'll read it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I'll read it. I can't wink at you, but, the, you know. <laughs> like, I forgot. Yeah, I'm going to too. <laughs> I can't wink. My, both eyes just kind of shut. <laughs> I can't do it. This is pitiful watching him try. Pete, <laughs> <laughs> before you hurt yourself. <laughs> See if it must be the other eye. <laughs> I just I can't shut one eye and like not almost shut the other. It's impossible. I can't do it. I I only can wink with my right eye. I can't do it with the left. <laughs> I can do it with both. Oh, oh, look at me! I'm Connor. I can wink with both eyes. Yeah, but... <laughs> your physiology has to make up for not having a soul. So it's yes. <laughs> is is that why my arms and legs bend backwards a, a bit extra? Because they're just there's no souls. Like we'll we'll give you a little bit extra in the body. <laughs> I was gonna make an inbreeding joke, but I thought it was mean. <laughs> I'm ginger and I can bend my arms backwards and I can wink with both eyes. Look at me, I'm the best. Uh. Are you really that double jointed? Yeah. yeah. yeah you can probably see it. I mean, but, uh, okay, uh, okay. that's straight. Uh-oh. Oh! <laughs> I, uh oh! My, my knees do the same. <laughs> no, no thanks. You got like, a good, like, you know, inch or two. That might make you a good stud, though. Let's say, let's say I'm making a Batman movie and I want Batman to, like, punch in someone's knee. I could have Connor naturally just move his knee back the way so that it looks yeah. like he snapped well, it. Like, 
It's like how Raimi did that in Spider-Man 3 uh, when he punches into the Sandman. Uh, the the stuntman has lost a hand in an accident. So he just punched into the, you know, they didn't have to take out a hand. It was just I, already gone. I like the idea that that guy lost his hand in an accident. And obviously it was shocking and hurtful. But then like 10 minutes later, went, you know, this is an opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know i now have something useful for future productions that might be of might yeah. be of use i don't know what else he's been in but i'm sure it's plenty yeah so. all right sure he's been in a couple star wars because those fools lose hands all the time <laughs> hey let's not forget marvel movies yeah well that was only uh phase two that, that's all yeah. that's all arms though that's, that's the full arms that are going missing not just the heads just for the record all right let's finally move on to books shall we so naturally, we're going to start with Doomsday Clock, issue 9, the main event of the week, the main event of the last three months, because it's been that long since the last the, issue. The, the main event of the year thus far. <laughs> thus far, yes. Uh, this is the second one we've had in the year, though. We had one in January. This is a bigger deal. Okay, sure. Sure. Oh, come on. You've, you've read the issue. It's a bigger deal. <laughs> yeah, in fact, I have read the issue, yes. <laughs> before the, so he claims. Before the show, yes, I did make a point of reading Doomsday Clock. Yes, I thought well, I, you didn't read Female Theories, did you? So I thought it may be relevant. Now did you! Shut your face! <laughs> <laughs> so, Doomsday Clock issue 9. We ended the last issue. We had the, the whole thing in Russia. We had Firestorm. It looked like he was blowing up, but obviously Batman yells out, it's not Firestorm. We think it's Manhattan. Although this issue kind of maybe sets forth the idea that it maybe wasn't him either. That there was maybe something else there. Uh, there's, there's something else at play. There's a third party. But this issue largely boils down to one major thing happening. There's, there's, there's a small side thing with uh, Lois and Lex, but largely everything revolves around the idea that most of the heroes on Earth are on their way to Mars because they've traced the source of the energy and they think the, result, the, the cause of the explosion is someone on Mars. Which, of course, you know, when Alfred's telling Bruce this, because Bruce was close to the explosion, so he wakes up injured. Superman's in a coma, because he was at the epicenter, mm-hmm. uh, and Deanna's still on Earth. Which I, I think it's really notable at the end of this issue, we're left with those three, because every other hero pretty much has been taken out of the game. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting we're, it's left, the, we're left with the Trinity, yeah. Just, uh, just while Matt's reading whatever he's reading, and before we get yeah. really into it... He's reading Dimsy Clock quick because he's not read it, he's forgotten about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Uh, this is the first issue this year. You threw me off. Is it? I went, yeah, sure. But yeah, the last one was at the start of December. Oh, really? Okay, fair enough. So it's been a good, like, three, exactly three months. Okay. Yeah, so, I, know. I was just going through all the, the pages of those, the... Did you want a badge? All the different teams. Uh, the roll call. Yeah, I mean, yeah, let's talk about the roll call, first of all, Wait, yes. wait, wait, before we get to roll call. Oh. Talk about the first page. What? what was that called? Does this count as a crisis now? You know, we had a big crisis uh, word. Can we, can we no, I, I think Johns is playing with DC vocabulary. I mean, probably, but it's a better crisis than the one that's happening right now. <laughs> oh, the shade. Uh, all right, so, so we'll, start, we'll just go page to page, right? So we start off, Manhattan's talking about... It's, it's basically it's reminiscent of when he was talking about moving the lantern. He even mentions that again. Mm-hmm. But he's talking about how he's in the future... And he's grabbed the, the the ring, the Legion ring that came from the explosion. You know, who 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 is it? Sacri- I don't know that much about the Legion. Who sacrificed sure. himself? It's Feral Lad. So, in in the future, he sacrifices himself to help reignite the sun. Right. So uh, it's one of the noble deaths. It's it's one that is stuck because even if you you do all the Christ on Infinite Earth stuff mm. and how John's reinstituted the original Legion, 
Feralad still sacrificed himself. Yes. And as you so know, that's like as you know, all the noble deaths are on the 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 rightmost side of the heroic table. What? That was a quality science joke. Noble gases are all on the right side of the periodic table. Uh, that was a quality joke. Geez. I'm proud of that. It was a one. bit convoluted, but I mean, <laughs> yeah. you could have worked Krypton in there too. Like, uh, well, Kryptonite's not a noble gas, though. Kryptonite's on the. Krypton is though. Krypton is. Uh, that that, that was one of the newer Krypton. ones at the bottom one, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. So. Anyways, um, so this this makes me think too, because you remember John's in right after infinite crisis did the booster gold series uh and not infinite crisis 52 and he his whole idea of time travel was there are set points in time that are concrete they're they're always meant to happen you really can't change them i will say then this page has suddenly got a lot deeper for me because obviously i wasn't familiar with this bit of history either you know you Mm -hmm. said oh you know even through crises Yep. This is one of those events that cannot be changed. Yeah, and it's, uh, yeah. it's yeah, Feral Boy, you said, right? Thing. Feral Boy? Feral Lad. Feral Lad, sorry, yeah. Feral, like like Iron. Um, right, okay. That's what he could do. All right, okay. He's, he's kind of like the Legion's Colossus. He can transform himself into this right. unbreakable iron. But, um, but the idea that, okay, so Manhattan stops mm-hmm. that happening. Yeah, and yeah, I, that, I get, it, but this is a, didn't stick in this timeline. Well, what's interesting to me though is he didn't do anything to change that in the future. It just goes all back to no. the lantern moving because he goes back in time. He moves yeah. the lantern, just, and then the ring disappears. The butterfly effect. So yeah, it's exactly because it's the first. So if, if Alan Scott represents the Just Society, which is the first superhero team, and if Legion is the 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 last, let's say, because they're in the future, then that ripple effect means by by Alan Scott never becoming the Green Lantern, then the Legion of Superhero never forms. Yeah. That's how I read it. Yeah, it's a yeah. knock-on effect. Yeah, it's just like, yeah. he never inspires the heroes of the, the present day, which never inspires right. the heroes of the future. It's right. simple. So it's just what? nothing after this. So after he moves the Lantern, that's yeah. what causes the nothingness. Yeah, which, and, yes. now, and now time is ending, or at least as far as he can right. tell, time is ending when he meets Superman. And, we're counting down to yeah. that. And right. he can't really check on other things because still since he's page. done this since the explosion huh probably was still the first page yeah and i'm just going to keep yeah. jumping in even though i've got nothing left to say to what matt said because we've stopped Connor from speaking now for a good like 60 seconds maybe more than that <laughs> so I've, I've got a separate <laughs> so, point i thought I was, that's why every time you keep going i'm like yeah. okay you're still on that same yeah bit. yeah it is. okay what's but, your uh, point what's your point manhattan says that he oh never he, mind never mind matt's got something <laughs> well no he points out that since the firestorm explosion there's like this takey on like haze mm. around earth yeah and that might be interfering with it too which tells me that uh this isn't ozymandias is doing like he is this is his plan from the start and i don't know why like we find out stuff later on in the issue but i'm still trying to piece together how this all fits is is this the first time that manhattan's actually changed something from his perspective, because you know, you know, to him, the way he sees time, everything it always happens the way he, you right. know, says it's going to happen. But here, you know, now he, he had a ring, can't. and then there is no ring. There never was a ring. It right. literally changed for him. That because he's outside. The way I, I look at him, he is outside of the time stream. Uh, time stream. Yeah, because he exists everywhere at once. He's omnipotent. Right. Yeah, yeah. but like, but. Everything that's happened since since Flashpoint, right? 
we're in a world where where the lantern was always moved. So yeah, I think when he actually moved it into in, in his perspective is almost irrelevant because right. we've just been in that right. timeline the entire time since the start. Right. for him, yeah. it's one timeline. And when it is 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 irrelevant, I'm just saying because you know, to him, whenever he quote unquote changes something by what you know what it seems to be to us that he changes something. To mm-hmm. him, it's never changes something. This is just how it always is, how it always will be, how it always was, right? Because he's mm. seen it all at once. Well, maybe Whereas this, this here oh, maybe... is a definitive change to his perspective. Maybe this goes back to what Matt was saying about these these uh, rock hard moments in time where the things always happen because he changed one of those. It had a different effect in time, right. which I mean, even for him, it affected his right. perception of things. Yeah, the... it means he's yeah. not entirely outside of time if, if it can affect his perception like this. Otherwise, he would yeah. always have seen a timeline where there was no ring. Right. Do what I like to mean outside of time is that he's he's an observer. You know what I mean? He's yeah. He can come in. He's like the scientist that you... I, I forget which principle it is, it, but you can't not affect something just... I mean, even by looking at something and observing it, it changes it. And so that's what's going on with him, I feel, is... Do you know what I like about this? I like the idea that, like... Because he got to a point at the end of Watchmen where it felt like, you know, nothing can touch him. He is the most powerful being ever. He can alter time. He can see time. What I like about this is that we're at a point where there's something to him that he still doesn't understand. And I don't want to say it unnerves him, because I don't know if Manhattan really has the feelings in a way where he can be unnerved. But he is certainly confused because when he says oh the ring's no more i think he's questioning it like why is there no more ring this is different right. to everything else and to the way i've perceived time up until now uh given the facial expressions mm. i would agree yeah so i, I think that's interesting and then later on because la- later on he uh during one of the conversations he says oh it's still nice to learn things so it, it implies mm. that almost up until now it's been a while since he has learned anything because he has just been kind of observing everything at once for so long yeah yeah so did, did we just spend about 10 minutes getting to the end of the first page? Yeah, so page Basically. two. Page two. <laughs> so we have three pages of roll call. This is people on the ships, the yep. heroes going mm-hmm. towards Mars. Um, some delightful little things to point out in here. So, so, so we go through all the crews, because they're quite interesting lineups. Yeah. yeah, so the first one, you got the two Hawks, you got Bard, and you got Mr. Miracle. Oh, you got the Atom mm-hmm. as well. I just I just and spotted the Atom. I didn't see him the first time yeah. I read this. I just spotted him yeah, on the yeah. shoulder right there. Yeah. Which... Which, without Adam being there, I feel like the, the, these are the always meant to be characters, right? There's mm-hmm. like Barda and Scott are always together, and then the Hawks are always destined, you know, because well, this the, whole destiny thing. The Hawks are are kind of predate the JSA in a way because they've been reincarnating for however right. long. Right, so, right, right. Yeah, that's an interesting observation to make. Uh, second group, we have uh, three lanterns. We got John, uh, Hal, and Jessica. We got Donna Troy. Oh, this for? Yeah, guys, there, set the back, slumped on a chair. Oh, that's right. Oh, it, 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 I mean, I just saw his feet. Yeah, he's kind of heading a little How bit. How dare you, Miss Guy? Yeah, you know who's <laughs> a fan of Guy? Oh, here we go. Found out this week. Yes. His is is our. Uh, I don't want to call him our, our Lord and Savior, but he's a. Uh, <laughs> he's pretty big on our show. It's the one and only Tom Taylor. Because. Let it play. Yeah, good. So he was asking who people want to see killed and deceased. And number one, the first one was anybody else that says crypto is getting blocked, which I appreciated. <laughs> and two people, uh, people kept saying Guy Gardner, and so he finally responded and says, "No, Guy Gardner's great." So 
That's all I need to know. Hey, I, 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 everything's in this very issue that disputes that. I, I, I have anti Guy Gardner material in this very issue of Doomsday Clock. I don't think you do. Yes, I do. Yeah. So, and, so this team, you have, you have the, you have John and Hal and uh, Donna Troy, Cyborg, Jess. But by the way, Donna's I, in red. Donna's in a red outfit. Yeah, which yeah. has been different from usual. And uh, yeah. is that Starfire there popping That's in Starfire. the side? Yeah, so. and then yeah, the I'm not. Page... I'll, I'll be. I'm not taking shit for not noticing her there because that's that's very. Oh come on! Like you didn't recognize Starfire again. I didn't even recognize there was a person standing there. Never mind who it was. So the next page is uh, next panel. More still like... on the same page. Yeah, it's still the same page. Yeah, well, next panel is is I'm trying to put this like. These are if if Barry wasn't there, this is like the next generation kind of Justice League guys. Yeah, you got you know, you like, Jean, you get Aquaman, you get Mira, uh, you got Flash, you got Green Arrow and Firebird. Black Canary and Firebird. Yeah, so that that's that panel, and then the next one you got Supergirl, Steel, two of the Metal Men, and there was some yep. debates about who this guy in the back was, and there were some interesting observations on the it. Twitters about yep. this. Yeah. Uh, seemingly, this might be uh, the kid from Dial H from Hero, and one of the things he becomes. Which, which I want to remind everyone here too is this is still meant to be happening a year into the future. Yeah, they they reference Sanctuary. There, there's talk about hope and stuff in here. So it makes me think of Heroes in Crisis, and if it's gonna ma- like quote matter, I think it will matter. But the events of it, I feel this. That last issue was talking about how they're messing with Johns and like nothing matters because, you know, Wally and whatnot. I don't think that's true. And I think this proves it. Do you think because in- there's Do you think still talk about hope. Do you think's been interested about this? Is I think we'll get there later, but this may be yeah. the first issue of this book where someone's mentioned Wally West, which if you think yeah. about how Wally West was important to the start of Rebirth, it's actually kinda weird that Doomsday Clock has not mentioned them up until now. Yeah. It's been this long. And it felt like a big yeah. deal. When Lex Luthor says that name later, I'm like, Oh wait. Yeah. Um I don't know if I agree with it because this issue—it's not been mentioning a lot of DC here. You know, there's been specific ones the where last... oh, that feels like a deeper cut, but it's actually been very focused in on what it's been doing. Yeah. It hasn't been just oh, sure, names but... all over. Yeah, but Wally hasn't has an important tie to what's going on. Like he was the start yeah. of all this uh, to us as the readers. That is, he's he's, he's got an important meaning. Don't forget to us. That, sure. that John's also worked on the button, and that was pretty indicative of like. There were hints there with Saturn Girl, mm. with with the yeah. time stream, with Thon saying that he saw God, and it was a blue light. Yeah. So you know, John's helped on that too. So there's a thread there. Um, but yeah, so the Metal Men, that's I think Tin and and Platinum, um, which is I think that's I think that's interesting just because without the Human Starfish there, that's like that's the Metal Team because you have the Girl of Steel and Steel. I wasn't thinking it, but I was thinking it's like the Superman S characters plus some others. <laughs> but I mean, fair, that's a fair way of looking at it. Yeah. Um, and then you get the magic characters. You get Zatanna with Constantine, Swamp Thing, Dead Man. Uh, who are these ass cheeks that I'm looking at? I, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, awesome. I'm not sure on those ones. Yeah, uh, there's ass cheeks. Definitely the... Dead Man's behind them. Yeah. Um, and we know now, too, that, that Swamp Thing isn't going too far, unless this is a new one. You know, because sure, yeah. we heard about him wanting retirement in dark. Um, yeah. So. And then the bottom panel of this page is the Doom Patrol. 
Um, do you know what I like about this actually is that I think when Doomsday Clock started I couldn't have named you most of these characters and now because of I've read some of Grant Morrison's run because of the TV show I can name you everyone in that panel except the dude at the back I think okay that's what I was going to ask you who's the dude in the back yeah I don't know who the dude at the back is Uh, no shirt status so which okay so who's the girl in black uh, that's uh, Crazy Jane yeah okay and then I I take it the girl in the is is um What's her name? Beast Boys? Yeah. Surrogate Mom? What's her name? Alasta. Alasta? Yeah. Uh, Alasta? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you got okay. Niles, you got, you got uh, Negative Man slash Woman. I, I don't know. I never read uh, The Young Animal. I don't know what version of uh, yeah. this character we have the here. Young Animal's out of continuity, I think. Is it? So this would be this would be the Johnsian version that he kind of brought back. Did it not have the, the crossover, though? With the Milk Wars? Yeah, so. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so, but those weren't knows? really... Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm willing to bet this is the young animal version just because they're the most recognizable right now. Yes, people. Um, then you get Robot Man just kind of peeking in there with his hand. And then you get the the back characters uh, on the next page. I, I would be as far as to say this is the Outsiders team. Uh, yeah. yeah, you got Katana there. Yeah, I could see Black Lightning. Black Lightning. Um, yeah. That looks like a proper Dick Grayson Nightwing first and foremost. So... Which I feel that's John's flexing, yeah. knowing yeah. Also, Guys, whatever you're doing with Rick, Don't he's worry. done in a year. Yeah. Also, uh, Babs in the black and yellow outfit. I'm digging this. Yep. I, I hope this is actually indicative of where we're going with which, her outfit. <laughs> which I feel too. That's John's flexing. Going, you know, this is classic. Yeah. Where, yeah. You know. who, who, so we got um, Red Hood and we got Batwoman. Who's yeah. that behind Bat Batgirl's arm? I don't. I, I don't know. Uh, you've got her, and then there's a sort of pale-looking dude behind Black Lightning that I can't quite place either. Yeah, I'm that's thinking more outsiders. Um, the girl could be Halo. Yeah. Because um, I'm not. So, yeah, I'm not seeing some of the other like notable ones. Like, because no, 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 I mean that guy does not look like uh, Geo Force. Does not, you know, the woman doesn't look like Grace. Uh, did you guys miss, miss me, guys, saying Metamorpho? Is it, is that Metamorpho? Uh, Metamorpho is a oh, classic outsider. Actually, you know what? You know what, Matt. I, I thought he had hair. Now that I'm looking at it closely, it looks like there's just light shining on his head. I thought that was hair, though, which is why I never thought of Metamorpho. Gotcha. I can see why you think that. The red looks like a bit of hair, doesn't it? I, I thought he had hair. I thought it was a pale dude with hair, which is why I never even thought Metamorpho. Um, yeah. so that's Question, though, on the, on the next panel is, who's the dude in the foreground that looks like Merc? That's clearly not Merc because he has two hands. Um, it's a, have a look. It's a good question. Uh, uh, obviously, everyone else in this this panel is the Shazam family plus Star Girl, right? Just for anyone. Which which we all know how John's feels about these characters. So yeah, that, this is basically you know. your GSA panel because the rest of the GSA aren't around yeah. to be in it. Yeah, I've seen yeah. people speculate in Magog, but because um, we can't really see the horns on the helmet. Hmm. Yeah, if that's, that 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 would make it a GSA because that was his yeah team that yeah. he popped up on. And then probably out of all the lineups, this one I feel is this is a fist bump. Yeah, the last one. Uh, you got Blue Beetle, you got a question, you got Nightshade, you got Captain Atom, which are notable because these are the characters that inspired the Watchmen character. Yep. Yeah, these are the Charlton <laughs> versions, and I saw that. So this is the first thing I read Wednesday morning, and uh, I got to that page and had to be quiet because I'm the only one up that early. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, oh, quiet. Yeah, super, super notable. Um. So yeah, we we got we got Manhattan on Mars, and he's you know he's 
he's doing his whole thing. He's talking about how looking at time on Earth right now is like looking through a kaleidoscope because the the the, the what was it the tachyons the tachyon fog, fog yeah. yes comic books guys. Uh, and we see some of the aftermath of the explosion from last issue. We see like Green Lantern and Hawkman show up to like pick up Superman and try and like suss what's going on. We see the there's like anti-Superman protests happening now. They're seeing him as, as someone who works with the enemy, that kind of thing. There's a lot of stuff on the news, back and forth. We see Lois like going arrive at his body and like be in tears and you know at the Hall of Justice. Uh, that, yeah, that page is moving because yeah. you're not used to seeing Superman laid up like that. Yeah, is that uh, is that our new Rorschach there holding the you know you yeah. know, you see what you want to see sign on the page after yep. yeah. yeah. Um, so what else is notable here is that the, at the Hall of Justice, I think when Doomsday Clock started, the Hall of Justice wasn't back yet, right? Like this is something. No, that's yeah. that only happened over the last summer, yeah. right? So I just, I think it's interesting that they're making it very clear to incorporate more things that have happened since. And you know what I will say is you know all those those sequence of panels with all the roll calls we just started yeah. going over. I can't help but wonder if that's part of what took so long is editorial changes going, nope, we can't show that, or no, it's going to yeah. be in a different costume by that point. Yeah. I could and see having that. having to yeah, redo things. I could see that. Um, we have some very clear dialogue that's implied that it's meant to be Trump, although we don't see him. I think more no. than implied is, is fair if, to say. Yeah, if, if, if you had any doubts, you get to the last page where it comes out as a tweet. And you just the way <laughs> I've, I've been more for the world anyway, and we'll continue yeah. to. because well, uh, yeah. yeah. obviously you, you don't hear. Um, it's this when he says uh, it's a huge thing. What you're asking, huge. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm, I'm hearing I mean, a certain voice this, here. <laughs> this is the biggest stretch for me because I feel like in a world where Lex Luthor exists, he would never let that happen. Like he yeah. might be the big villain, right? And he doesn't like Superman. But I can't see Lex I, I, I have been saying this since 2016. Lex Luthor is more qualified. Well, not qualified. Yeah. He's he's more he's 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 preferred. He's a more preferential president yeah. than Trump. Yeah. Easy. At least at least I know where I stand with Luthor. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I know exactly where I stand. You know, that, that's no. Yeah. So. so but yeah. Um, so that was kind of a bummer for me because I just like to think of in the DC universe as my favorite comics universe. Like, Dude, that no, has, I, still happens. I think this is very much playing in on the, the Watchmen political commentary. Yeah, yeah to time. be fair though, I'm pretty sure Obama showed up once or twice before as well. Like, you know, before. Last term. Probably. I yeah. remember Obama showed up. I always up, so. like DC for, for that because, you know, they have these cities that aren't real, whereas Marvel's very grounded. Uh, you know, it takes place in New York and and others and then all of a sudden dc was like yeah we're gonna try that and we're gonna get rid of star city we're gonna make it seattle and we're gonna start putting in instead of our own presidents which they had done you know before these other characters so yeah i get it yeah. I, I think it's fine here because it's never like they don't name it it's just it's just there no, for the, the it, political referencing yeah it's not nearly as big as putin showing up in the last one yeah or in a couple of issues before yeah so yeah i don't know what it says they went to the effort of having putin and going through the extra like you know regulations to allow that Rubles. Yeah. yeah and like trump nah just just imply it, it's fine do you know, no do you know what that's the <laughs> thing though because they don't need to with putin no. he hasn't got any recognizable speech patterns that you cannot show no. him and we all go well that's clearly putin. yeah yeah not, not that we know of he might you know in his native language oh sure. sure yeah yeah but, my point yeah. is, you know, for for the audience are there marketing this at. Yeah. With this here, this is all they need, and we all know exactly what they're doing. They don't need to bother. <clears throat> yeah. 
So Batman wakes up. We hear that Wonder Woman's going to speak. Uh, uh, where is it? The speaking. UN. 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 Yeah. Um, and you know, Batman's like, wait, they're on their way to Mars. I mean, this is kind of over the next couple of pages with them, but they're on the way to Mars. Oh, I need to send a message. So there's this countdown thing where he's sending a message to Mars, and it's got like, you know, how how much longer? Seven minutes. How much longer? 20. Five minutes. You know. Yeah. Matt, so Matt, you make, you make, you make, Matt, Matt. Your mate's gone. Um, and we also see uh, Firestorm separated. You know, it's, uh, it's Ronnie and uh, Stein waking up, uh, and they're on a ship. And they've been Shanghai. I'm not going to lie, I actually laughed at this because on uh, Legends of Tomorrow, Stein kind of kidnapped uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey. Or, Jason. Uh, Je- uh, Jason? It's not Jeffrey. Is it? Jason? Je- no, it's not Jason. No, it wasn't Jason. No. No? It's not Jason that- on Legends, Matt. It's not Jason Rush? It's Jefferson. It is Jefferson. Oh. Yeah. I'm sure it is. I'm, I'm, I'm literally double checking. It's Jefferson. He's been I'm, gone for a while, so I'm Jefferson. thinking about it, but no, it's Jefferson. Why are you so confused, man? <laughs> because that's not in the comics. It's always been Jason Rush. So I don't know. I haven't seen Legends. J- Jason Rush, as far as I can, I remember, has never been mentioned at all in the shows. Well, then that's a huge... Because Ronnie was there at the beginning of The Flash, and that was all terrible. Um... It wasn't that bad, yeah, was it? It wasn't that bad. I mean, in terms yeah. of he was there, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Je- Jefferson Jackson. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I so shocked about this? <laughs> it's, I'm going to be right. These two are little idiots. They're like, no, man, it's not that. <laughs> wow. I, uh, I don't know why they felt the need to change. You know? It didn't matter. It was a good character. Yeah. Um, huh? So, yeah, so, so Batman sent said, said a message, and the rest of the, the, the leagues, the Green Lanterns land first, and they go out and they find the, the checkerboard. And it may, I actually didn't realise this at first, but it, it becomes cool. The reason why they went out first is because they can breathe because they've got their, yeah. their shieldings. Because what they do after this is the Green Lanterns make a shield around the entirety of Mars and then Firestorm comes out and produces atmosphere. Yep. That's cool. That's actually yeah, that's pretty cool. cool. Yeah. But I, so I like when the Lanterns get down there, they find that checkerboard, right? Mm-hmm. And then they also find the, the picture yeah. of Manhattan before... Um, and it's starting to lay those seeds where how exactly it ties into to Watchmen now because now yeah. it's our our universe's characters finding you know crossing over with with yeah. the Watchmen universe. And as this is all intercutting between the Green Lantern shields and the atmosphere and all that, and uh, Firestorm kind of reluctantly getting involved, uh, Lex shows up at Superman's you know hospital room. If Bedside. You call that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Lois, of course, is startled. And this is all good. It's a lot of intercutting in this issue, at least at this point of it. Um, and they meet Manhattan. Manhattan shows up quite quickly to get to his, you know, his structure from Watchmen. And they're like, you know, it's him. Um, and I have to admit, I kind of love how how much of a chump he makes Guy look. I'm just going to throw I mean, it out there. He makes everyone look like chumps. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. He makes him look here's a chump thing, more so. Gardner is the type of guy that's gonna be like, "Who's this naked blue dude?" All right, I'm gonna I go punch this. him and see what yeah. happens. Yeah, and then <laughs> in guy fashion, he mucks it up. Uh, um, also, I love Mary saying, "Darla, close your eyes." Close your eyes. <laughs> and and Freddie, uh, where's where's the line that killed me? Gross! That dude's naked. He's hanging in the wind. <laughs> like, oh man. But yeah, when you look at that page. All the characters that are there. 
and it's just I just I'm I'm just picturing uh, the, the from Always Sunny in Philadelphia just dude hands dude hangs dong. <laughs> Do you, do you know what I like about this is I like that you know even Jean's trying to like look into his head and yeah uh, and John that's getting confusing John and John uh, but Manhattan's like is oh sorry I was speaking to Ronnie Raymond like six minutes from now and you know guys like oh yeah. this guy's nuts and I like I mean as much as I'm making fun of guy I actually love that he tries to like show that hey we're prepared for you and he's like here here's a construct of uh, Darkseid and Doomsday and all these other big villains and like we've done all this anti monitor yeah and. We, we 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 have conquered all of this we're not worried about you and what i like about that is that we know that manhattan's about to show them all like not who's boss because that's not the, the attitude manhattan has but he's a, he's about to just wipe the floor with him because he's manhattan because he's a god yeah for all intents and purposes well i also think it's interesting too that um he, that that guy brings up it looks like superboy prime mm. right and i know what manhattan's saying but on a second reread the bottom of that page on the last panel where he points to him and goes, my final vision of Superman. Right. And it almost makes me wonder if that has a double meaning because if the watchman is meant to be the real world and we all know earth prime is where Superboy prime comes from. You know what I mean? Wait, Are we doing this again? Prime time, baby. It's prime time. <laughs> no, I'm just saying like two Manhattan, there's no reason why Superman should be our Superman that we How know How many of. times since we've started this podcast have we gone, maybe it's Superboy Prime? No, no, no. I'm not saying Superboy Prime's involved. I'm saying the version that that guy conjures up is clearly villainous, right? Yeah. Because to Manhattan, and all of his experience, all that's happened is just mankind becoming, like, dealing with things how it knows how to do, and that's how to destroy. And that's Superboy Prime in a nutshell. And so... For him, his final vision of Superman is everything that's... It's destruction. Do you, know what, do you know what I like about this as well? I like that it's not just that he's a threat, it's that he hurts Superman. Like That's just kind of what banded mm-hmm. everyone together. Because I mean, even when Alfred's like saying it to Bruce Elliott, he's like, oh, everyone, vol- yeah. even Constantine volunteered to like go on this mission. Like Everyone's <laughs> yeah. banded together because they hurt Superman. Like Whoever this is, he hurts Superman. Uh, you know, and Kara's pissed, they're all pissed. And then eventually Guy punches Manhattan... And he I love his grin afterwards. He's like, "Wait, is that it? I did it." <laughs> yeah, I didn't mean to. Because Christ, I didn't mean to kill him, but he had it coming, right? And then Manhattan just appears. He's like, "Oh, this ring's fascinating. I can't quite understand it." And he just takes it off and like just dismantles it. And it's like, like you're nothing, guy. <laughs> it's basically, yeah, it's just a force that can't be. And then the magic user's like, oh, "Okay, right, he's not going to be able to deal with us." And I love how how because Manhattan, Manhattan probably for the only time in this whole book almost sounds cocky yeah for the, for the magic uh, yeah it's like magic because uh, what was it yeah the scraps of creation like the random errors in a computer code discarded and forgotten left to be picked up but and used by those who are also find themselves discarded and forgotten I'm like as someone who doesn't like magic I kind of love this explanation of magic yeah so um, I'm thinking <laughs> those those butt cheeks that we saw were, were blue devil blue devils and, and girl blue devil that makes sense yeah. Yeah, because obviously there's there's others that we've that are here on the on yeah. the on Mars that we didn't see on the ships. Obviously we saw Red yeah. Tornado earlier on this panel. We got Etrigan, yeah, Blue yeah. Devils, right. uh, Fate. Yeah, exactly. There's definitely others. So he basically you know wipes out all the magic users. I mean, not kills them, but like he he beats yeah. them easily. Uh, he le- he that, basically that, oh, it it's, it feels good to still learn. Yeah, he utilizes yeah. magic for the first time. It's a hell of a moment. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I can do this too. Look, I just figured it out. Boom, gone. 
and you know this wave blasts them all back we cut back to to lex and lois and lex is like here have a gun if it makes you feel safer like i'm not i'm not, like you know don't get me wrong i'm enjoying superman being beat but this is not about him this is about because he he reveals that he sent her the the footage the jsa right uh which images. this is classic lex now of yeah. hey i want to see superman beat as much as the next dude but i still want to live on earth but exactly. i want it but it's no i beat superman other people don't beat oh, Superman. Too. Yeah. yeah. I beat Superman. Um, so. And if if he accessed the Justice Society, right, where did that come from? That's a good question. Like, how, how did he get that stuff? Um, but he's uh, the one who sent you the footage of the heroes that never were. Uh, it's proof loose. He's like, she's like, proof of what? Uh, that there's a force out there under undermining not only Superman, but all of creation. Uh, my evidence points to one of his victims. Have you ever heard of Wally West? That is a big moment for me because, like I say, Wally was the start of all this, right? The start mm-hmm. of Rebirth, the start of us like questioning everything that's been going on was started with Wally. And it, it was when he said it, I went, yeah, he's not come up in this book at all. Not, not. not. Yeah. And and obviously this sort of thing, Lex doesn't know that, you know, Lois knows about Wally again, right? right. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of people won't because, you know, even though a lot of the heroes learned about him again because he, he came out and he was at Sanctuary and all this right. stuff, but... It's not like the world knew about Wally West again. And, and even if you're not reading Heroes in Crisis, this could just be a reference to where Wally went. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because he was gone. Um, yeah, I, I think that's, that's mostly how I read it, ignoring Heroes in Crisis. Even though yeah. there are references to, you know, the last couple of years worth of stories, you know, there's metal, yeah. uh, references to metal and, and such. Yeah. Uh, you know, the whole of justice, Ju- no justice. I but... will say it gives me some confidence that the reason why maybe Wally hasn't been mentioned up until this point is because John's didn't know what the plan was for what was going on in Heroes in Crisis yeah. for, since he started this. Because that was yeah. like, a, you know... Because when it comes to the big laneway events and like them moving the, the whole universe to the next phase and all that, they tend to have like a two-year like plan of what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, my only concern is that when this started, we should have been, like, finished just after Heroes in Crisis starts. Well, yeah, but I mean, that, that, I mean, things change all the time, though. So I, I, I wouldn't worry about that because yeah. once, once they started pushing this back, I'm sure they rejiggered because you know they, they knew that this was meant to be a year later in the DCU and everything else would catch up after yeah. a year. Everything's had to extend that for another year, essentially, yeah. since this yeah, started. So uh, I, I don't think that's that weird in that sense. But um, yeah, so that, that felt like a big deal to me. Uh, you know, and, and back to Mars, everyone's you know firing on Manhattan. They're all trying. They're all doing their best. And uh, Manhattan actually takes a break to show Ronnie some truth about Stein, about how Stein kind of intended mm-hmm. for their merging, because uh, he wants to like study metahumans. Uh, so he's he's you know and again uh, the here's where Metamorpho definitely showed up because I I yep. noticed this one <laughs> uh, because it's one of the metahumans that Stein was looking at. Yep. That's the whole thing. So here's the thing. Is this the actual truth of, of going on, or is this one of Manhattan's manipulations, like him moving the? Uh, I'm gonna say it's true based on the uh, the backups Back- material. Well, uh, yeah, it's it's true for a Doomsday Clock, but like the whole Stein picking Ronnie and stuff is is John's gonna come out and say that's always what it's meant to be, or is this because? Ma- or Manhattan moved the. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, I mean, like, is, I don't think Manhattan intentionally orchestrated this, but is it a result of the the butterfly effect from the original right. thing? Sure. Possibly. Uh, okay. I can I can see it being either way, though. Honestly, this could be just a classic, you know, John's retcon of, oh, you didn't know this. 
Right. Well, yeah. it makes Stein come off like sinister, like because just yeah, the way okay that he talks about him, I groomed him, and like it's just. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so we see like just tons of heroes just blasted him. Supergirl's got the heat vision. We got you know Star Blast from Star Girl, Green Lanterns. They're all just paling on him, and eventually, uh, you know he does. You know, Captain Atom shows up, and it's and it's funny because I think we've joked in the past like it's Captain Atom the ultimate weapon yep. against Manhattan. Yeah, we we joked about it specifically because when we had that um that mini series that was not too long before the start of this book was yeah, the rise uh, of Captain Atom. Yeah, it was actually the fall and rise of Captain Atom. Whatever. I'm just, I'm just saying I remember that because it was weird that it was the opposite way around. Uh, so uh, even Manhattan does actually look concerned. We see this, you know, the big explosion. And then there's like peace, uh, you know, just sort of like calmness. And then we see in the next page that Manhattan just rematerializes. He just comes back. Like, all the heroes are recuperating, and Manhattan just gets back up. And it's like, what were you trying to cover? And we have that panel where we see Supergirl, Animal Man, Captain Atom, and I think that's Steel in the bottom corner of the, of the frame. Yeah. And we see the same panel again as the blue light hits them. Is it just me, or does this seem like Manhattan just killed like 97% of the heroes? Yeah, uh, it does. Yeah, uh, which, which I, again, I'm not mad this, about because I know this is going to be fixed by the end. Because there's no way we're right. <laughs> we're killing all these characters. No, I mean just look and, at the final panel of the book. They're all just lying there. They are. Yeah, yeah. which it, it makes it into a crisis though, like because because now the only people you have protecting Earth, you know, are, are going to be the Trinity, and they're all two two thirds of them are laid up. I mean, I mean, arguably. You could say it was always a crisis because we, we figured at the end of it it was going to rewrite reality in some well, way, which is. What do I mean by a, a, a crisis? I mean like the, the the just the stakes there for the heroes. You know, I'm sure this mirrors something in Crisis on Infinite Earths. You don't know how Johns loves that uh, story, so yeah, like it, it definitely is there. Like we're Connor asking if it was a crisis. I feel like that it's moment as right close there. As it gets. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, and I, I do think it's interesting that we're left with the, the the Trinity. That is just the core three heroes of the DCU. Um, and it's funny because Joe, really the difference between this and like, the deaths and heroes in crisis that made us all go, oh, I mean, I'm sure this will be fixed by the end, but it's weird. It's because this this had a dramatic point in the story where it was like they all go after Manhattan, and Manhattan shows how powerful he is by just wiping them all like that with, not- with a with a blink. Yeah, snap of like, his fingers, essentially. Not, and, not, not to compare it to Thanos. Um, yeah, but, no, that's that's a pretty good comparison. But he, he, um, he just wipes them all out like it's nothing, and it comes back again to the final fight with Superman can't be physical. It has to be Superman. It has to be an ideological battle, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, and also, we saw that radiation does affect Manhattan because when Firestorm attacked him before they got pulled... Before he pulled him to the past, it did we something. saw that. Yeah, yeah, it it did it did something to him. So here and even even Captain Adam did a little bit there. So yeah. he does have a weakness, it seems. But D- yeah, to a point, I, I don't think that's going to be how. Like, I don't think it's going to be. Like, oh, we'll, oh we'll, no, no, no. we'll dump him with radiation, and that's how the heroes are going to win. I don't no. think that's going to be at all. But for no. a being that feels himself invulnerable, to see now that he is actually it's... vulnerable. All while questioning if that last vision of Superman is the end of everything, it's going to put him in a different head head state. It's a nice thing, you know, the idea that he he was born through radiation, right? Yeah, mm. uh, you know that that accident. Um, yep. So now it's okay. No, that can still affect him. Yeah, um, a nice idea to that. 
I just I think the dramatic point here works, and the reason why like like I don't think anyone's going to be upset about what's happened to all the characters because you get this feeling that ultimately this is building up to something that's going to rewrite the universe. Like we're not losing these characters. That's not how this is working. But not all of these, no. No. And I, I, the reason why I'm, I'm sort of like sticking on this point though is I feel like people are naturally say why is this better or different than what Heroes and Chris did with Wally and Roy and stuff like that. They died off off panel, and we, you know, it's like they actually could we stay s- dead because it is like it's limited yeah. enough in numbers to a point. Um, I still don't believe they are staying dead. I, I but, would also say that was well, issue one of a story, right? Yeah, this was yeah, built, uh, this is this, this is, is issue nine. nine. Uh, this yeah, is the, this which, is the start of Act Three. Right. Yeah. I was gonna say if you break it down into that, this is the start of Act Three. So, yeah. Uh, We've built I, up uh, to this. I, I just did some Googling to find out who that other character was in the Doom Patrol panel, because it was really bugging yeah, me that yeah. was the only one we couldn't figure out. Is it, is it uh, Caveman? No, Flex Mentallo. Uh, oh, okay. Part of the Grant Morrison run, apparently. Oh, yeah, he yeah, I've heard of Flex Mentallo. Yeah, I've heard that name, too. It's... Yeah, but that, uh, I did, it was from the, the Morrison version of the team. I should do. I should do. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah so, Wonder Woman tries to make a speech uh, about everyone banding together and not you know using violence. And the cliffhanger at the end, you know, outside of the fact that Manhattan's killed like most of the heroes, yeah. is that uh, Giganta and Black uh, Black Adam show up, and they're like, "Hey, all and the he- creeper and creeper, yeah. all the heroes are gone, so we're making a move." <laughs> Finally, Black Adam's shit is paying off. Yeah, well, that's this is like twenty years in the making from yeah. from all this JSA stuff. Yeah, yeah, because you yeah. know he wasn't allowed to leave Condock, and here he is at the at the UN, the UN building in New York. Also, it wasn't lost on me. Like, well, Black Adam's not traditionally a Superman villain. He has a felt like a a dark version of Superman, and I feel like the other two are. You know, you have one Creeper's kind of a dark version of Batman, right? And then and, you have uh, Giganta. Yeah. Wonder Woman. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. So. Yeah, um, and it, it makes I, me it makes me wonder actually if like like is someone just playing Superman against Manhattan in the hopes that it will end up in a fight because they know that fight will will just end badly. It'll just it won't work. And that's what I'm trying to figure out about Ozymandias because now he's been missing for a while. We know that tumor's not actually there. Um, yeah, it's it's a funny thing though because like, I feel like I, f- I feel like since issue one, the, c- the constant thing we keep coming back to is oh, Ozymandias is playing things behind the curtain, like because that's the obvious thing well, to guess like every time, right? But what does he benefit from this? Because if this is just, for, is it is it the destruction of Manhattan? Is it the destruction of everything else? Because if he can't have his world, no one can have theirs. We've never, like, we've, we've never had any indication that he would think that way, that he'd be that petty. And that's, he's never and been that's, that destructive for the no. sake of it. No, because everything for him is about the greater good. Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to think. Who benefits from this? I mean, is, is he hoping that uh, like Manhattan will result in like him basically resetting like his world so that things will be changed from Watchmen and yeah. everything will be nicer and better or something? I wonder if he's just trying to destroy... Yeah. Uh, destroy him. You know, like the idea of no, you know, as a greater good, he can't be left out there. Right. Because who knows what the he hell he'll do. Look at all the chaos power. he can create. Yeah. Yeah. And just moving a lantern destroyed this entire world. And, and it's almost Ozaman as being the ultimate hero in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I see. And that's, that's what I keep getting hung up on is this whole who benefits argument. Yeah. So. I, uh, I love the the quote in this. You know, obviously, all the issues end with a quote. Yeah. Um, you know, this one is uh, perfect for DC. You know, wherever there is a human being, there is an opportunity for crisis. <laughs> no, that's not bad. 
It's not bad. I, I think, like, if it's Ozymandias who's playing them against each other, then there has to be some sort of greater good he has in mind. I don't think it's for revenge. I don't think it's out of any kind of, you know, traditional evil motive. Um, but his last plan didn't work ultimately. Because because the point at the end of Watchmen was that it wasn't right. What he did was morally still wrong, so it couldn't just be left to stand. That, that's why Rorschach... Rorschach's, I mean, he... I can see it here if he's pitting Superman against yeah. Manhattan, and, and it's the idea that he's essentially sacrificing Superman, maybe in, in his plan uh, to get I what just, he wants. Is is well, that? Yeah, you know, that's the morally grey for sure. No, but what I'm saying well, is, is like what I'm saying is though, is he he can't like just get his way. There has to, like it, it can't just be that his plan is perfect this time versus Watchmen, where the what the, there was this kink in it, right? It, there has to be a flaw. That has to be something that he learns or doesn't work out the way he wanted to in the first place. If it, if if his plan just goes goes accordingly to plan and it's a success, and that's what how Doomsday Clock ends, that won't work as a as a story because it's just that's it. It's just played out exactly as he thought it would the whole time. You just looked at that's unsatisfying. Half a Watchmen was him trying to get Manhattan off the board. So he could do what he needed to do to unify. Yeah. Right? And and now he's trying to keep Manhattan on the board. Right? If this is all his plan. Because this is all focused on Manhattan. And I think he's trying to make him... My take on it is he's trying to make Manhattan realize his power. Like, you are a god. You have the power to create and to destroy. Which are you going to choose? Because it also makes me go back to think of the quote from... Um, the guy that helped create the bomb, where he, he caught himself, you know, uh, and she uh, now Oppenheimer now death. Yeah. Right. I mean, here's the thing. I, I would like that idea that if, if his plan was for Manhattan to basically become self-aware of how powerful he is, right, in a, in a moral sense, where he's like, like if, if there was any hint that he had learned from what he'd done in Watchmen, that he wanted Manhattan to realize his own power and how destructive that could be and what he could do so that he would make the right choices going forward. I'd actually kind of like that as a development, but I don't know if there's been any indication up until this point that uh, Ozymandias actually did learn anything like that right. <laughs> after, and also after in, Watchmen. Too, we haven't seen Mime and Marionette and how they play into this. Mm-hmm. They've been central figures. You know, Ozymandias has been missing with, with, with his, his Lynx cat. You know, the last time we saw them, they located them. Also, you have Saturn Girl and, and Johnny Thunder and that story that's still unresolved. And how do they all fit in? I mean, this, like, this moment is, in many ways, it's a, it's a bit earlier than it was in Watchmen, but this is kind of the equivalent of the nuke going off in yeah. New York, I'd say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it just makes me wonder if, if, if he was introduced to magic and if that's going to be with, with Johnny Thunder, if whatever happens there... You know, because his his living lightning bolt is kind of like Mixie Pitalik ish, right? He's an imaginary. Yeah, the genie. Yeah, he, he comes from the land of imagination. Like, yeah. Where everything's possible. I mean, does, so I wonder how that plays in. Does Manhattan get to this point where he realizes that he has hurt this world by effect? Yeah. And I think, well, I mean, the very thing you know, we're, we're talking about is Ozymandias trying to make him realize something. Going back to the first page again, mm-hmm. we said. You know, he looks like he feels concern. Yeah. And that's the first time in a long, long time that Manhattan has shown any emotion. Not just right. you know, and, and concern when, or anything like that, just emotion and, at all. And when does that actually happen? Because he is existing at multiple points in time. Is this before the heroes get there? Is this after they're all gone? And that's why he's... Yeah, that's a fair ruminating. question. I was, I'm inclined to say before, but... Right. I mean... Because there's no, 
if if there's nothing around the planet, right, which would make sense because there's no lanterns left to to maintain that. So it's one of these things that could happen before or after. And I feel like him having the realization and the, the you know, this really wasn't a sacrifice on the hero's part, but with Feral Lad, that's his ring. He sacrificed himself, and it's this solid moment in time. You know, him having that realization works, I think, better for the story afterwards than before the heroes get there. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, we could say, it, I mean, it's, 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 either way with Manhattan. It's kind of both, though, because like, Manhattan, all those mm-hmm. sort of points in the original Watchmen, the points that he's had here, the idea is that you know, he's he's on Mars, looking at the thing. He's he's watching the watch fall. He's you know, he's all these things are always happening for happening him. Happening at once to yeah. him. Yeah. So before and after is almost irrelevant in a weird way because with him, for him, it is both. Right. So I think I think the bit Matt's getting at though is the bit at the end where it's okay. It's darkness, right? When he's looking into the future, and he's going back and he's going back and he's he's, he's got to, the the latest we hear say is May twenty thirty. When is this for him? Because obviously it has to be before you know the next seven days or whatever it is when he, when right. the, the event with Superman's happening. So all we know is it's before that. Right. Um, so it's even though you know you're saying oh everything's happening at once for him, this is still before that. So what if what if well that, that, there's that, that, nothing? That's the point though, right? Everything's happening at once, but then all of a sudden there's a cutoff, right? Because right? before there was all right. the way up to the year three thousand something, right? Yeah. But, so, the, but all of a sudden, there's a point where everything stops. Yes, okay, so the point where he is standing there with the ring, and then, okay, and more accurately, the point where the ring is not there, yes. there is a right. moment where he is looking at his hand. Right. He experiences that at all times, but there, that is still a defined time point, right? Mm-hmm. That still happens at some point, and I guess the, time, the moment is, that action, does that happen before or after the fight with the heroes? Oh, before that happens as soon as he moves the lantern. Okay. There you go then. Just, <laughs> so that's the answer to the he, question. He moves. He moves the lantern, and then he he experiences that moment again, standing on Mars with the, the ring in his hand, and it goes. That's when it happens. So the, the other think... thing, was, as you guys were talking, I just had a thought. And yes, <laughs> what if the reason that there's nothing after this, because Superman doesn't really destroy him, he decides to change things. So he can't see anything in this this version as it is now because it gets because he's going back and f- fixing the things that he messed up because of his discussion with Superman. Superman telling him, you have all this power. Look at all the havoc you've created. And so Manhattan's like, you're right. And that's why it's, it's the end of this as he knows it. And then maybe he blinks himself out of existence. Could he do that? You know? And that's why he can't see anything. He just and has no understanding death. of it right now. Or, or in his case, more non-existence rather right. than death. So, man, there's so much play. And, like, this this book, I hate that there's these delays, but it, look how much it it's, gives us. Every issue is... It, it's a pinnacle of, of, art, of the art form in terms of the single issues, Right. That that they can fit so much into each issue, have each issue be no. This is what this issue is, yet still feed into a larger story. Yeah, this, this one was like uh, twenty nine, thirty pages because I I realized I was like you know reading all this stuff in Mars, and I realized I was already at like page twenty four at one point because the number at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, I think they've all been like that. I mean, that's why the yeah. that's why the the extra dollar. But Peter's saying he didn't, he wasn't no, realizing. Well, no, how... they've not all been the same length though. Some of them have been a few pages shorter than this. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, so some have only been like twenty seven, twenty eight. This one was more like thirty. There was like a few. Yeah, okay. and, I, and I feel like. 
he added those extra, you know, who's on the team because there's, there's no dialogue there. Mm. They're just, you know, they're show pages. So he's like, yeah, can I have so, a few more pages of roll call, please? Just yeah. let me have a few more. You know? Yeah. There's uh, less back matter in this one, though. Obviously, there's just yeah, the one file. Uh, well, that, that'll, that'll be how they justify not the price going up again, is that they'll just yeah, take away some back matter. they're not printing any extra, are they? Yeah. Um, no, I actually kind of agree that I, I do think because they know this is set in the future in the DCU right now, I do think, well, not because of the delays or not, I do think there's a lot of discussion about, okay, we're, yeah. you're drawing all these characters, where are they going to be when, you know, Doomsday right. Clock ends? Right. Yeah. Or, or more, oh, when Doomsday Clock begins, rather, is maybe the better question. Yeah. Because that's and, where we have to and, get and to. If, this, if all this issue did was reassure me that Dick Grayson's coming back as Nightwing... It's, it's already then, a perfect issue. Yes. It's already a perfect issue. Like, and... and as much as I do enjoy this, this the the Murphy design of the bat co- the Batgirl costume, if she's better. going back to her roots, yeah, black, I'm okay with that too. The black and yellow is so, better. It just does. Um, uh, and, and Donna and her red and, and yellow, you know that that's a change in that character from what we've seen in Titans. Yeah, so, I actually quite like her black outfit, but the red one is what they're using for the TV show, so maybe that's why they're wanting to that switch. Could be too. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's a it's a but yeah so. Yeah, it's Frank's art again. We we we, we how, we've gone. I know. 50 minutes yeah. and not even spoke about his art yeah, yet. It's, it's because it's just it's just that phenomenal every panel is exquisite it's worth it's worth the wait like that, every time this issue represents a climatic point we, you know ever since rebirth issue one where we talked about okay they're going up against manhattan this is how powerful he is superman can't beat him in a fist fight this issue is kind of the the proof of that this is the issue where hundreds of heroes go towards them and they get decimated yeah. in the blink of an eye. Well, it's the, it's this dramatic beat that had to play out, but it's no less satisfying, even though we all kind of thought it was coming. It was exciting. It was exciting seeing them go towards them. They're trying to figure him out. They're trying to figure out... He's talking in weird riddles almost because he's, he's, he's talking in different time, yeah. you know, uh, lines and whatnot. Yeah. Like, yeah. it... Them trying to understand them, Jean trying to understand them, Guy in his own dumb way trying to understand them, like... All of that stuff, and then him just being yeah. like, no, nope, well, like that. Guys, guys, prove that no matter how hard you hit him, he's not going to go down. You, if you're going to take, how is guy proof of that? There's at least half of the people there could punch harder than guy. Because the that's guy's thing. Guy is the the punch first guy, and he's he's a pretty adept Green Lantern. Supergirl's like Supergirl's guy. ten feet away. Have her punch him, and then that'll prove it. Because there's a reason why John's had him do this. And it's not because John doesn't like Guy Gardner. You know? He he took the Voldarian BS from Guy Gardner and made him a Green Lantern again. You know? That was John's doing. So the fact that he picked him it hey, just shows actually, like I just thought of an upside to all this. Huh? Technically Red Hood just died. Yeah? Well hey, let's <laughs> celebrate. Yeah, so but also, so did Supergirl and Batgirl, Pete. So. Oh, yeah, well, that's the upsetting part, I admit. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, so, silver linings. Yeah. Silver also, lines. Snyder be damned, and that, that's Zack Snyder. Yes. Superman's not a punch-first character, especially now. Oh, this, yeah. This no, older no, version. This is not. We've been you know, so however angry he's going to show up and be, you know, it's all kind of, I don't want to say it's a swerve because it's really not. Of you know, I don't think that Superman's gonna cause the death of Manhattan because what caused the death of Manhattan's got to be something death of his philosophical. I can see Superman causing it in the sense that he 
inspires him not to be like this. Oh, and, yeah. And Neo that, Manhattan you know, yeah. gives up his life. That's not, like, yeah, that's, not, saying, that's not killing him, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. yeah. But, it, but it, it would cause him Defeating. to die. Yeah. I yeah. feel like Superman will defeat Manhattan. And that's where this goes. But that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to kill him. Or I mean, you know, yeah, even, hell, talk him out of- even the word defeat may not be right. Like at the end of right. this, Manhattan agrees with them, and it's like a positive change. Yeah. Is it a defeat, or is it just yeah. no? He inspired a person to do the right I'd, thing. I'd say it's not a defeat, but it is a victory. Yeah, sure. Not all victories have losers. Right. Yeah. But oh my god, the art! This is one of the only books ever. I'm like, I want the absolute edition <laughs> just for the size of that <laughs> art. I just. And it feels good to see Frank drawing the um, the Shazam Sorry, family everyone. again. <laughs> well, yeah, but like his his Green Lanterns look cool, like everything, but it just feels right because yeah. he helped create this new version of the family. Yeah, but even yeah. though like, Bat Family, Super Family, like, all these yeah. characters are getting the Frank treatment this issue, it's great. It is. It really is. Uh, so, so, so ratings? Yeah, we're rating it now. So, so it's almost been an hour. I think it's time to rate the dumb book. Um, Matt, what are you giving it? I'm going to give it a nine. It's it's really good. It's got a lot to chew on. But the emotion parts of it didn't hit me like the last issue. So Okay. Um, uh, Connor. But it's still really strong. Nah, screw it. I'm going with the ten. It hit. I, never, I will never understand you. <laughs> Every panelist, I, was, I, I, was, I, I loved it. Yeah, I'm giving it a ten as well. This was fantastic. This is the best oh, issue. Wow. Of the, this is the best issue of the book so far. I still, I still like the last one a little bit more. That might just be my Superman bias. <laughs> it probably in. is because that was Superman's issue, you know. Yeah, but I love the last issue as well. But I think yeah. I, I do prefer this one. Well, this was phenomenal. This is like no. There's a reason why we keep caring about Doomsday Clock, and we keep, we keep waiting for all these delays. Every, it doesn't every matter. time there's all these delays, I go, oh, it's gonna hurt the book. You know, because there are books where it gets delayed, and I'm like, do you know, what? I lose interest. Do you know, what? I, I come back to it. And I'm like, uh, what's going on? I, I don't care anymore. And then I think, oh, is this the is this the issue that happens every time there's these delays? It's been three months since the last issue, and then I open this, and it's like it's like I read the last issue yesterday, and I haven't even I, I read it the once, you know, three months ago, and that's yeah. it. Uh, yeah, I mean, just, it's fantastic, and if it fixes this Wally West debacle. And everything mm-hmm. else, and, and I feel it's going to. I feel like Johns wouldn't do that to it, it, to Wally. Yeah, it feel it feels it feels it does kind of feel like there's a plan in place. Even even if it's hard, it's it, it's easy not to trust them. It's easy not to, to you'll be skeptical yeah. about Diddy and changing things. And it's all right. Johns is Manhattan. There's a plan. <laughs> he can see it. We just don't know what it is. It's all confusing yeah. to us right now. Well, and I don't forget he's getting his imprint after this too. Yeah, that's still down the line. Uh, this, uh, this is also like no, nothing is restoring hope every time it comes out. Like Doomsday Clock is. This is the hope yeah. restoring book, in, yeah. a, in a way, and hopefully, yeah. literally, by the end of e- it. Even when this <laughs> issue ends with everyone dying, we're like, nah, nah, there's hope. Yeah, because well, that's because in a nutshell. Because we we see how it how it's working in the overall story where this is this is the lowest point this is the reason yeah. this exists because the, the story's going to play out and the ultimate victory is going to happen in some way I mean who knows hey, maybe we'll be wrong maybe they'll cancel half the DC books and all these characters are really dead and then we'll just have like it really is a Thanos <laughs> snap uh, I was going to say he technically killed off Barry on Mars so therefore it is a crisis <laughs> <laughs> and Supergirl Barry and Supergirl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a crisis. Yep. Uh, there you go. That's Doomsday Clock. 
All right, then, we'll move on to another book. So, a second book, only, only 90 minutes out of the show. Uh, yeah, ba- right? Batman issue 66, Tom King writing with Jorge Fornes on the art. So, that's, a, that's an artist name I've not seen uh, before on Batman. Um, I'll tell you this. Mm-hmm. I expect that that person to be working with Brubaker at any day. <laughs> <laughs> this was this was noir as you know, shit. You know, not to spoil my uh, my end-of-show thoughts... Mm-hmm. But if this episode didn't have Gary Frank, <laughs> this this might have been a contender for our it's, week. Oh, it's pretty good. Before we talk about the story, this artist not only is it super noir and like it's got the that shadiness that, that I associate with with Ed Brubaker and stuff. It also he kind of mimics Frank Miller, or not Frank Miller, but the Year One artist. Um, I mean, literally, there's a page that's actually that scene from Year One. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it looks like that page like you can tell it's not a copy but the style and it's not the style that goes through the entire book because then when it bounces back out to the questioning parts yeah, those are super bright it, they're all yeah light back i, I, I want to give a particular shout out to, to dave stewart the colorist because yeah. oh man like that sec- i think it's like the, the second page where it cuts back and it's all you know all the, the reds and oranges mm-hmm. Uh, compared to you know the the cold whites that we have uh, in the, yeah. the questioning parts, it's like oh man, the, yeah. the, those stuffs are just just gorgeous. And even a lot of the other stuff at night uh, and the other scenes when she's talking about them, it's mainly you know purples and blues, purples and, and then greens later greens. on. Greens, yeah. yeah. So it's this issue is an all nightmare issue. We're back to that after the crossover, and we have Selena being questioned by well the question, and yeah. that it's basically a question about why she why she left Bruce at the altar and. She keeps she keeps saying I, le- I left a note I left a note yeah 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 um yeah. and you know it was, it was about making you know not distracting him because he can't do two things he can't be something else he can't be a husband and be a Batman he has to just be Batman right it's, it's right. noble and all that um and ultimately he's just not quite buying it and she eventually the last line of the book is uh, okay I lied <laughs> this was, yeah. that was the last thing uh, but this is all in Batman's head this is not really Selena this is not really the question this is. Mm-hmm his subconscious doing this yeah i still like that king kept the boat versus the street yeah. going like that's one of my favorite runners that he's got going and yeah and it's it's batman processing i still don't know if i'm enjoying this arc because I, I will say i think this is the best issue of the arc no it is and but my yeah. problem is a lot of it i'm like it feels redundant being in batman's head like this is a conversation he needs to be having with selena right Mm. right and i think that's the point is because he's feeling like he can be two things right he can be the bat and batman and by that i mean that that's her bat you know um I I kind of yeah. I kind of read it as, as he's like so he's read the note he he understands what why she's what she said about why why she's done this he's trying to process that and I think this is him trying to work out in his mind if this is true and if if there's actually any truth to this uh, is this a cheap excuse does he believe her and I think that's kind of the point there when she says okay I lied I think that's him eventually realizing he doesn't believe that's the real reason right yeah see I get I think that is the point but. It feels like a weird realization to only just be having here now. Mm. Oh no, maybe, maybe this is just me. This one, it, it, it just well, it doesn't. Again, it's feel nightmare, like it so it's in. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I mean, I, don't I, know, I will man. say this... I enjoyed reading this in the sense that I could remove every single bit of dialogue or narration, 
and still have a fantastic looking book with with a flow to it. Yeah, there's a, yeah. There's a flow to it. I like that those two pages where he gets down. It's the idea that he always gets back up, right? So he's lying down in a pool of blood with Penguin. Yeah. And then each panel, the villain changes. So the second one, it's Riddler. He's getting back up. That's Mr. Freeze. He's almost back to his feet. That's the Joker, and he's actually up and ready to go. And then, you know, he walks forward, and it sort of goes back the way where it goes Joker, Freeze, Riddler, Penguin on the, the second page. Uh, there's subtle little touches like that. It's a really well-drawn book. Everything with Selina kind of being interviewed. Talk about the first time they kind of worked together, where she she double-crossed Two-Face to help Batman catch him, and how that was kind of a thing. And she had the older costume and all that. It's just a really pretty book. It, it it feels like it has the most point out of any of the, the Nightmare issues so far. Admittedly, yeah. I, I agree there's some redundancy feeling here where I feel like we have done some of this stuff before in terms of, you know, Bruce and Selena's relationship. And I've always liked it when they've done it. Um, but it is maybe the third or fourth time we've had kind of this style of issue about their past. Yeah. Do you know what mm-hmm. I think? It's, I'm, I'm going to compare this to the current arc in, in Detective Comics. Mm. In that, so this is, it's all in his head. Uh, and you know and that was oh it's all it's all you know, the machine stuff. I'm like, but this had this this as an issue with this actually being Selena could have had real weight. It could have been a, a fantastic, but it's undercut by the fact that it's not real, and and knowing that actually takes away from it. But is it any less real to, to Bruce? Because it's him going through his head. This is his nightmare. Is is him? Is her thinking he's weak, and that's why she took off. You know, not mm. knowing that has anything to do with Bane and his machinations, and that's the real reason that she took off. It's because of him. He's not strong enough for her. Um, you know, because we don't, we don't, we know that Selena didn't really want to leave. You know, she went and set up this life for her over in California, where she's doing all that in the solo series. You know, mm. so. I think this this works better because this is his his ideal of what Selena is, and then it goes haywire, and that's why it's a nightmare. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I think uh, I think this arc, arc might be a bit of a lost cause in that uh, you know just it, it, there's very little it can do at this point where I feel like okay it has weight to it now. Whereas yeah. I feel like you know we spent the first three issues just bollocksing around. And this one's trying, but like I said, I, for me, it feels undercut by it being... Well, because I feel head. like this... Because we know something big's happened in 75, right? And yeah, yeah. all of the big issues have come have been about Bruce and Selena. So I'm wondering if this is building... the start of the event, isn't it? That we should be yeah. finding, getting an announcement about relatively soon. Yeah. Because this is 66 and it's double shipping, so that's... Yeah, it'll be relatively soon. It'll be later nine. this year. So that's three well, months away. Yeah, we'll probably hear about it at, at, at one of the cons. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, three to four months, depending on the shipping schedule. You know what I mean? So, no, I mean, I think this is the best issue of the arc so far. I like that. I mean, we, we completed the art extensively um, yeah. and the colouring. There is there is some feelings of redundancy here. There's definitely some feelings of, like, okay, I still think, that, like, like Connor says, this arc still feels kind of like a lost cause. Um, yeah. That's it. I mean, if we get like if the rest of them are all at least this good, then it may actually kind of even out. This well, at the very least, you know, this is this is the most readable of, yeah. of all the issues so far. Yeah, I just the, where it left off at. I hadn't been on a higher point with King's Batman, with with right before this arc started. Yeah. With Gordon going to smash the the bat signal, and because Bruce has finally snapped, 
and you know I and then now we get this and now this is what you know three four months later yeah. after that this arc's been kind of frustrating because it reminds me of Zero Year on Snyder's run where it just kind of interrupted yeah. the whole thing and it feels kind of like this is shorter but then it had the crossover in the middle as well so it's it's kind of extended it out a little bit mm-hmm. um, so I don't know we'll, we'll see we'll see how it goes but I mean this was definitely the best one of the bunch so keep that in mind uh, rating Matt yeah I'm gonna hit uh, 7.5 like the art really carries it um, yeah. the rest of the story even though, even though like you can make a lot more of it. It's just, I'm I'm tired. <laughs> Connor, yeah. With that in mind, uh, this is maybe the only one so far that didn't leave me angry at the end of it uh, or <laughs> frustrated. So, oh, uh, and I really like the art. It's an improvement. Uh, you, you know, I, I complimented one of the uh, the the Janin issue and then the Gerard's issue. You know, stuff a lot on the art. The art's been good, uh, mostly. To be fair, to it the, has. These books, I think yeah. this might be my favorite of the arc so far. Um, so I'll give it a six. I'll give it a seven. I'd love to be higher, but we have danced this dance a little bit a couple of times already, and I think for me that diminishes it a little bit because I love the first couple of times we did something like this, like you know, like that 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 first day of the rooftops. Rooftops. Yeah. Mad. Rooftops. And then there was a couple in the build up to the wedding that did kind of similar things, and I like those again as well. Uh, yeah. This one, you know, still really good, really good art, but. Does feel like we've, we've done it done it before. Uh, that is on Justice League issue nineteen, uh, written by Scott Snyder and Jorge Menez, with art yeah. by Jorge Menez. So, um, yeah. Let, let me just say I love Mixy Pedalek. <laughs> I I love him so much, and I love when they use him not as a villain but I, as a prankster. I okay. So, I say I have mixy feelings on him. I'm I'm just kidding. Yeah. I just wanted to correct that joke. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, but but I do love how Snyder has set up that he's an imp. And they, you know, the fifth dimension is a place of imagination, which, you know, kind of ties into what we were talking about with the Thunderbolt yeah. and whatnot. And, the, the, uh, the, the idea that, that Mixie has attached himself to Superman as a as a protector and is, is challenging to yeah. make him stronger. And there's another one who's attached himself to Batman. I, I laughed yeah. and went, oh, Batmite. Batmite, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Snyder has teased we're seeing Batmite in this arc. Oh, good. Because yeah. it was an interview with, I think it was Newsarama, that they asked him, oh, have we seen any other imps? And he went, Maybe some mites. <laughs> oh, well. So, but I just love that the, they've classified these, you know, now that, like, they aren't all bad. And it, it kind of goes back to Morrison's version two from Action Comics, where yeah. Mixie was kind of a protector. And yeah. you play that into Reborn and how he felt jaded because Superman forgot him is, you know, he is that imaginary friend. <laughs> and him showing up here, <laughs> um, him showing up here and be like, it hasn't been 90 days yet. What am I doing here? Um, yeah. Yeah, I just... That's a blast. I, I really like this issue. Yeah, me too. Jimenez's art is it's always strong. I love his Superman. But the rest of the Justice League, like, his Flash looks really good too. I really, really thought that was fun. And yeah. then the city turning into, you know, creatures. <laughs> it's um, your building just ate my building soon, man. Yeah. With with the globe getting teeth and looking uh-huh. like one of the things on Mario that I, are to I'm fuming that Doomsday Clock came out this week. Uh, Why? Why can I not? Because when we get to the end of the show, Doomsday Clock's getting everything. I'm not yeah. gonna get give. I can't give panel to your building ain't my building. I mean, you can if you want. Disingenuous. Yeah. It's a consolation prize. We all know <laughs> it. But yeah. Um... 
I'm just trying not to be distracted by what's going on right now. Um, <laughs> Pete's having some cat problems. She is. Oh. oh. <laughs> the audio listeners are just like, what, what, what the hell's going on? There's just a cat climbing over Pete. Um, yeah, so yeah so... I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best. It's oh. not the usual oh. one either. No. So, you know, Mixie has his fun. And then, you know, John Jones or Martian Manhunter tells him, like, I can just make you say your name backwards. It's running on a loop inside your brain, you know. Uh, so let, let's play ball. And Mixie kind of calms down. But I, I do love his maniacal laughter before that. Like, there's nothing you can do to stop me. Yeah. And then stop him. Like, it's it's really well balanced. Uh, and then we find out, like, he knows all about Perpetua in this whole sixth dimension, which I thought was one of the cooler uh, revelations that we've had since Snyder's done the Justice League. Yeah, and he has been uh, allegedly prepping Superman to be able to withstand this. Uh, you know, right. over the over the years, over the encounters, all the confrontations with him have led to him having a, a little bit of immunity, essentially. Yeah. He's, he's kind of been vaccinated. Yeah. So what what the sixth dimension or sixth yeah sixth dimension is is you know he says that uh, which starts off the issue that the first dimension is just a single dot, uh, it's like a period, and then the second dimension is a line, and then the third dimension is like you know you're adding depth, fourth is time, and then fifth is just imagination. So what's beyond imagination and how can you perceive that? I, and then, I love this during this explanation where he gets to the the two page spread of just okay so here's the multiverse we just yeah. see you know the the multiversity map and right now imagination yeah. goes all the way around that and then there's something above it right and it's like the control room yeah and that's what the sixth dimension is and only certain people he says can get there like there's the brothers three which those are the the monitor and world for, right. right world forger yeah. right and and then perpetua Yes. And apparently not Superman. Although, with, you know, we see that Bruce is like, well, should we really trust him? And he's like, yeah, Superman's like, hey, like, you know. Yeah, he's harmless. Mixie. <laughs> yeah, like, he's only doing this for our best, you know, interest yeah. here. And I love that panel of Superman and Batman there. Uh, uh, like, say it with me. I'm Batman. <laughs> I know, Bruce. Also, I the pattern is the suit. Look. I didn't read this book. People are going to think I didn't read this book. I'm, I'm... He he is very distracted by a cat there. I I have yeah. been accosted by a feline menace. Uh, Garrus is, does whatever he wants. Uh, I did like this issue. I thought this is one of the best yeah. issues they've done. Um, it wasn't too wordy. Uh, the no. team interaction was fun. The art was mostly good. There was a couple of things here or there. The odd little face that felt a bit off to me. There was one of Barry specifically uh, when I think when the first, one of the first pages you get the whole team. Barry's face looked a bit weird in that page. I thought. Uh, Go back and try and find it. I think there was one of yeah, them at some point. I loved um, you know going back to the start. Uh, Zatanna's taught you know Diana some basic magic, so she's disguised yeah. them all as uh, like firefighters by the look of it. Yeah, workers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Superman also stopping to help rescue a dog from a subway, like. There's there's some menace, just doing yeah. wonders with that, um, but yeah, and then so they Superman being the only person that can go there, Mixie opens that door, and then they put him in, and then it's like four and seconds go, later, there's another so, knock. Yeah, there's there's the gang going. So uh, how long is this gonna take? Uh, weeks, yeah. days, months, uh, decades maybe. And then there's a knock knock, and like. 
olded, like aged. I don't say old, but aged Superman looks, in white. He looks like Jarrell with the hair. He does. The beards. He looks like Jarrell. Yeah, and then yeah. the crown. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know if that's quite the right word for it for the for and, the headpiece that he's wearing there. All right, and then so. Batman has Manhunter look out, like, is this really him? Like, are we being messed know. with? Like, looks like it to me. Yes. Uh, I like Hot Girl going out so well. The great hair really works for him. You yeah. know? Like, yeah. I, I like that. Uh, and so he opens the door because he's figured it out and all this yeah, time there. Yeah, he explains he spent a decade in the sixth dimension and he's like, I got it sorted. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, because I, I was like at this point, yeah, but if you spent a decade in the sixth dimension, like you've actually like spent ten years away from Lois and all that. Is this how, like how's this going to huh? work? Uh, and of course, the twist is that he's not. Like this isn't really nope. Superman. Superman's been sent to some dark place. Mm-hmm. So, but but what I like though is that when they get there, you know, the the Justice League steps into this, and they end up in front of the Hall of Justice with these future versions of themselves. Yeah, and, they're being referred to as the almost, Justice League of tomorrow. Yeah, and. It's almost like the perfect versions of themselves. Because you have that, that Jor-El looking Superman. John has a white lantern ring. Yeah. Um, You've got uh, Jean and Kendra with, with a little kid. Yeah. yeah. With a half hawk, half. Yeah. You know, um, I, uh, Snyder says his name is Shane. Okay. Um, no more violence in the valley, huh? No. Uh, the yeah. the Flash thing is kind of. A, it, apparently, it's meant to be a merging of all three of them it's uh, Barry, Which... Kay, and, and Wally. Barry Jane Wally or, or, or Barry No, he said Jay. Wow. Yeah, no Bart for you, Matt. No Bart, huh? Yeah. That hurts. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah Barry, Batman... Barry is combined with Wally and Jay to be a sort of ultimate Flash. Um, wow. Batman's obviously well, young. It's someone else. We'll find that okay. out. It, it, it's given me the Damien Batman vibes, you know, with the big high collar. You know, from yeah, but then the red feels more flashpointy. Yeah. Right. And then, like, is that Element Woman as Wonder Woman? Like, it looks weird. Doesn't yeah, look like Diana. Head, I thought it was maybe meant to be Barda, but too yeah, small. Maybe. So, and then we get a what's happening and a hello. And it looks like Superman fell right into this trap uh, where there's no sun. He's going to burn out his powers. And it looks like there's many Supermen that have gone here. Yeah. And uh, and that's assuming that this isn't the sixth dimension somehow. Right. This could be, like, you know, and, right. and this is just how it appears well, to him. It makes me think, like, the where they went is the fifth dimension because it's imagination, right? Okay. And so to get to the sixth dimension, you have to go through the fifth dimension. So how do we know these aren't imps impersonating? That's possible. Know, so yeah, but yeah, no, I th- really solid issue of, of of this, and then we don't have to wait much long. We don't have to wait very long for uh, to see who the future Superman is. Yeah, so. it was a, it was a an interesting twist at the end with a really solid issue throughout. You know, all the all the yeah. mixy stuff, uh, some really interesting art bits, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, some great character interactions as this series has had. Uh, you know, especially yeah. between Batman and Superman in this issue. Yeah, it's it's definitely a roller coaster of, of since Snyder took over. Like it's been real up, real down. You've done twists and turns, and I, I feel here we're we're right back on. This is the one I was looking forward to since 
we saw that art of the sixth dimension. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, no. Uh, what are you rating it, Connor? Well, I mean, uh, Pete, you got anything left to say? You, you barely said anything. Let's catch some menace. That's what I've got to say. Um, <laughs> no, I enjoyed the issue. I enjoyed it more than some of the recent ones. Uh, it wasn't too wordy. I liked the banter between the characters, Superman and Batman especially. I do think... I think... He's always felt this way in this series, but I think this issue more than any, it felt like Barry was made very jokey. Like, compared to everyone else. Like, they, they intentionally yeah. made him the comic relief. Uh, yeah. which, what's, wrong, what's wrong with Fast? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, like... That, that stuck out to me a little bit, but they are supposed to be really good. The the story's interesting. I like the mixy stuff. Um, I like him messing with them, or at least he thinks he's messing with them when we see the, the buildings and John's, like, arm just, like, bubbling away and, like, things like that. Turns out the, the, the Christmas bubble lights. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, my headphones fell off. I can't hear you guys now. Uh, so, that, that's, that's the cat that did that. Shambles. Um, <laughs> see, by this point, I would just put the cat on the floor and be like... I'd have off thrown it out of the window by now. <laughs> no, this is fun this is chaos it's sort of chaos that i thrive on uh shambles is what it is but this, yeah. this this show start to finish episode one to whatever on now omni shambles <laughs> yes anyway <sighs> so uh no i like this show quite a bit um i'm enjoying it uh in terms of what it's doing i kind of like that it's away from, i mean even though it's tying into the whole like source wall breaking uh all that stuff that's going on it feels kind of like compartmentalized it feels different it feels separate in its own little story on its own even though it it's does. kind of feeding into that i like that uh so i, w- I will give this a solid eight out of ten did everyone else read it uh, I'm, I'm i'm going up with a nine but you know i've been into this book a bit more than, than you guys anyway yeah, well, I'm gonna split the difference in eight point five. I really had a good time. Jimenez's art too. I'll never get tired. Yeah, of that. yeah. Like, solid. It's up there with Manipole. Like it just makes me feel warm and fuzzy. Ooh, I wouldn't go quite that far. No, it's it's up there. I agree. It's better than Manipole. Um... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fighting words. Yes. Um... Yeah, so that'll take us out of Young Justice. Uh, this is issue three. Oh. This is Brian Michael Bendis writing with Patrick Gleason and Victor Bogdanovich on the art. Bogdanovich is doing the flashback. This is going to be a trend, I feel, because each issue has like a flashback yep. of a specific character. Uh, Matt, I think mm-hmm. your mic might be going. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get flashbacks to Superboy and kind of how he ended up in Gem World. Doesn't explain like how he exists in continuity yet, but we at least explains no. why he's in Gem World. Yeah, and like this is one of those be careful what you wish for because I kind of saw a spoiler, but I thought someone was playing around mm. with what they had said. I thought it was just a throwaway, and then I read it and went, "Oh no, that was one hundred percent the truth." Because someone's like, "Well, where's Connor been?" And someone else responded, "Oh, he's a farmer in Gem World, has a wife and kid." And I was like, <laughs> oh, "Silly, like, oh, that's funny." And then as I'm reading it. And we get to that point, he is a farmer and has a wife and kid with a cute little spit curl. Yep. You know? That's um, funny. Oh. Still, still doesn't feel like my Connor, though. Like, I feel like those days are long past. Mm, yeah, it does feel Which different. Bummer, because Bart feels like Bart. I mean, this is the Bart that I last read, you know, when he was Kid Flash and before the New 52 took over. Cat, stop knocking my headphones off. <laughs> And so, Connor's story goes, he's 
you know, doing the Superboy thing, and he ends up helping the government like apprehend this monster, and then he ends up going to school, and he can't get it out of his head, like what Star Labs was doing with this monster, and his teacher's giving a lecture on why there's rules and what makes up rules, and you know, it's all about trying to control the norm, and you know if. You know, everybody's different and has a different set of norms that makes it really hard for for rules to exist. So everyone has to share norms. And he kind of just, from what I, I gather, he's just kind of like, well, I'm not about this anymore. Like, I'm going to kind of do what I want because it's been my, th- that's been my default setting. Because I'm half Kryptonian, I'm half human. There's really no one else like me. So who do I judge my norms against? Yeah, and he goes back to to the government facility, and kind of just punches the walls down, and upsets them. And they're like, "Well, you can't be here. We're gonna have to deal with you." And he's like, "Well, no. Like, I, what were you guys doing with that monster? I want to know." He ends up finding out what they were doing, and it looks like they have a portal to Gem World. Yeah, um, and that's how he ends up in Gem World. He gets and, in. and he falls through. And the, the page where he falls through looks gorgeous. It looks like a painting. Like, it does, I love right. these colors going. It's it's him small against the black background. Um, my favorite part of this issue, though, was, was Bart being like, oh, because him and Bart have their uh, reunion dampered by some of these forces from... It's, it's Opal, right? Yeah, so, like, so it has, has, has guard, you know, has yeah. force, police force or whatever. And... and Bart's like, oh, you guys just messed up. You don't even know who this is. Yeah. Like, this is Superboy. And they're like, who? Yeah. It's a very Peter Quill moment. Yeah, so Superboy uh, is like trying to play, like, play it as if he's just like, a, he's, he's, he's a native a there, humble right? Farmer. He's just a humble farmer. But Bart points out that he's got a Superman shirt on and they start questioning yep. it. So eventually he just kind of has to, like, yep. you know, get fighting anyway. But he, he surrenders. Yeah. Uh, and Bart's like, oh, no, this is this is bad. Yeah, and, in fact, it doesn't even start fighting because it ends when his wife yeah. and son pop out. That's that's, yep. that's the last we see and of them. I, yeah. we find out that's why he he surrendered. And I love Bart going first the beard, now this. Like I feel like I don't even know you anymore. Yeah, but that means you you relate to Bart right now, so it kind of works. I do. Yeah. I, um, uh, I will say I thought there were some structural things that were weird about this one and there's a, there's a nice section at the end where we see we meet all the rest of the team are are now in <laughs> prison. Right, they're all in like dungeons. Yep. Uh, and they're all holes. and they're all next to each other. And we just see like you know Robin's like hand sticking out, and you know we see the light from uh, Amethyst and so on. And it's just like, hey, is that you next 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 door, Cassie? And it's like, yeah, that's me. It's just, it's kind of just that kind of thing. And I really like these few pages, but it was kind of weird how it was just like this dump at the end of all the other characters. Because yeah. uh, like I we're... do feel like Bendis played it for laughs because yeah. you get a flashback how they ended up there is that Cassie lost her, you know, she flew into a rage and tried to fight these forces. And yeah. they end up getting taken. And she's like, this one's on me. And Tim's like, well, no one's blaming you. And Amethyst's like, no, I'm totally blaming you because I'm in this because it's your fault. Yeah, well, this is the exact bubble here. Reality itself yeah. has fallen apart. I'm the only one who who knows or can do anything about it. And I'm stuck down here. I totally blame her. Yeah. So it, it's got that Bendis banter. And I just, I don't want to sandbag it because it's not the Connor that I want. You know, like... I have this whole thing. I'm getting Connor back, and I trust Bendis, but 
uh, I don't want to penalize something for a story change that I'm sure is going to pay off. Yeah, well, it's, I mean, the weird thing is, is that it still doesn't explain how he existed in continuity yeah. yet. We, st- we still don't have that answer. Uh, this just says that he was there before and got sucked into Gemworld. Now, I suppose the answer might be that he actually came from another Earth and went yeah. into this Gemworld. This wasn't on our, like, Earth, which that may be the answer. Right. I don't know. Um, I think, like, his murkiness in the backstory, while it's enjoyable in and of itself, probably does make this the weakest of the three issues because it adds this kind of question yeah. mark to him still. Uh, whereas, um, I didn't really have those complaints last issue. Like, I, you know, Cassie's flashbacks were great last issue. Yeah. I was into him, so yeah, and and Bogdanovich, I feel like he's born to to draw super characters because his issues on Superman were great. I mean, New Superman, yeah. fantastic. Uh, this this stuff like Connor does look like Connor. He's the you know t shirt and jeans version early on, yeah. And then he ends up in his traditional. He he decides he's going to put the leather jacket back on. And I'll, and I'll give it the credit where they've, they've kind of made it work where there's like this like fill in doing like a chunk yeah. of each issue because it's, it's yeah. like. No, like each issue is going to have a flashback for a character, and those flashbacks are going to be in like a different artist each issue. But Gleason's yeah. doing maybe half to two thirds of each issue, so yeah. he's keeping and, up. His art looks great. His art looks fantastic. Yeah. And and I look forward to that. And I feel like it's it's a good magic trick that you know I care so much for all these characters that I'm looking forward to the next one, even though this one disappointed me just a tad. Like I can't wait to see like what Tim's been up to or what yeah. Bart was up to, and and who's going to handle the art there. Because yeah. like last time we had Lupacino, this time we have Bogdanovich. So yeah, who's, who's, who's next? coming up to the plate next? Joe, I really liked though. As I liked, I think Bart being in shock at how different Connor is worked a little bit for the audience. Who's like, wait, yeah. this isn't our Connor. Like it, it kind of you know it works. as so someone having that reaction. Something yeah. is different here. And and what Bennis has been saying is like this isn't even the the lineup. So it makes me wonder if like yeah, guys, we're getting Connor and Young Justice back. But he's like, oh no, he's in Stain Gem World. Like, here yeah. he is. This is where he's at, guys. And that's a little bit of a bummer, but I guess I'll have to take solace on it. Looks like Bart's going to be around because he's, yeah, you know, he's Bart. There's no there's no question there. So, yeah. uh, but, you know, th- that cover, too, There, there's this is another one that's spoiled by the cover and the variant covers because mm. they're both. I think that's a Shaner, the Shaner version with all the colors. Mm. What what, what you uh, written the book, Matt? Um, I'm gonna give it a seven point five. Like again, nothing, nothing against the art. Or, but... I, I actually am gonna agree. I think it just it yeah. stops. It just doesn't quite make make great because there's well, still some weird murkiness to Connor's like existence. <laughs> yeah, and and so I'm glad that we came to the same one because I felt like it was just my bias of of wanting my Connor back, and I think that at least if if anything this this gave me the hey man, it's time to move on. There's other characters out there <laughs> like Wally West. Yes, let's not ruin uh, Wally West. Let's make sure Wally West is healthy and is going to continue. Or, or, or Booster Gold. Uh, or sure. Poison Ivy. <laughs> uh, this sucks. That'll take us on to the Green Lantern issue 5, Grant Morrison writing with Liam Sharp on the art. And my cat couldn't have picked this issue to t- terrorise me. Uh, yeah, that'd be too convenient, read. wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, take it away then. Um, so this issue is the one where Hal is trying to become a, a black star, right? And it's uh, the the vampire queen who, from last issue, has taken him to to her planet. Uh, so it's called Vor, Planet of Vampires. Of course, it looks suitably so. gothic and dingy and amazing. Vampires, you say? Yeah. 
Oh, no. no. <laughs> you know, you don't read this book. You don't get to do it here. Do, do, she do, do it. Do, 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 you know, do you know what I once enjoyed featuring vampires? Uh, there was a hit television show called Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's a delightful time. <sighs> so let me guess. Hal goes to this planet and because he's a green lantern he has diplomatic immunity. <laughs> Not even slightly. Um, <laughs> God, no. I'm so easy. <laughs> no. So she's taking him there, and he is going to do uh, three challenges, three trials, to get his Black Star armor in three pieces. Um, the the challenges you've got to get, uh, you know, across this city before the thirteen bells ring. Um, so the the issue is very focused in. That's all this issue is. So the first one, he's down, and there's this uh, the miasma, so it's affecting him. It's it's taking away his willpower. Um, but the mask will, uh, the the visor will protect him from it. Uh, and ultimately, he has to go into a crypt with all these vampires. Uh, you, know, or, you know, it's a crypt, and it's all these people who thought they would become black stars, people who thought themselves um, would have more to offer to the black stars alive than they would be dead to the planet and vampires. Um, but he finally he finds it and he, he sticks it on, and um, he's also he's uh, he's shackled. He's got like these big handcuff gauntlet things on. Um, they kind of the gauntlets go around his wrist, but they got a bar in the middle, uh, keeping them together. Um, and he you know he picks up this uh, like make, makes a makeshift torch, uh, you know, and he, he um, he's swinging it around with you know find these vampires. And he gets a shovel and you know taking heads off with it. Uh, it's great stuff. The art uh, completely changes for for when he, the view the, from inside the visor. It's got this completely different effect, this ethereal, smoky effect. Um, it looks fantastic. Um, so the next thing that he has to do is he has to find uh, the, the the arm pieces, the gauntlets. And naturally, it turns out that it's the the gauntlets that he was wearing the whole time. The the she's been messing with his mind. Um, to make him think that they're, you know, just these handcuffs, basically. And it's the, um, you know, re- the the idea is he has to realize himself and renounce the shackles of his of his life and and break free. And once he does that, they'll, you know, they'll be there and they'll protect him. And he, you know, they give him the 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 beams and you know the usual like so we have the start of the, the the book, you know, the the beams are from the arms and such. So he's using that now to defend. Uh, the final part he needs is the you know the the armor. And he's getting towards it, and he goes through this bit that poisons him. And it turns out that the armor is the only thing that can save him. But uh, the, the vampire queen, she's wearing it. And he's, he's trying, he's trying, he can't get there. And she's like, hey, you know, you, you, wanted, you want it? You're going to have to fight me to the death to save yourself. And ultimately, he's like, no, it, it, he eventually he gives up. He's like, no, you have to help me. Um, and, and that's the, the, the point of the challenge here is that the black stars stick together. They'll help each other out as long, you know, as long as you're willing to sacrifice your ego and surrender to the collective, you know, you're all the same. So, you know, she saves him, uh, and he is now, uh, he is now a black star. And then we end with a final couple of pages, uh, where we cut back, uh, to a week before. I always find that pages are a good way to end a comic book. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't encourage this, Connor. I'm sorry. <laughs> What's well, when you say that we end with a final couple of pages? I'm like, yeah, well, that's usually how they end. 
They cut back to Hal talking with one of the Guardians, and um, the Iron's basically like, hey, there's a traitor within our ranks, and they're going to be exposed. It's you know, it's going to be you. Uh, uh, it's basically, yeah, we want you to be a double agent. You're going to have to do things. You, we, we expect you to, you know, flaunt the rules, even kill without sanction. You know, we'll, something will come up, uh, as it always does. We want you, you know, even though we, you know, it's technically he has permission, you know, to, to have done that murder that it was. I think that was the last thing you guys read, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was actually part of the plan so that the Black Stars would accept him. And uh, and he's like, so what happens if I get caught? And they're just like, yeah, spy business. We'll disown you. We'll pretend you're not one of ours anymore if this goes yeah, badly. I'll burn them. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you'll get in there. You're going to neutralize control of me by any means necessary. Um, and then the final bit is on, we're back on RAN, where we were a couple of issues ago. Um. Hal's there in his, his Black Star armor, complaining it's a little bit snug around the crotch area. Um, and uh, he's like, okay, you've got to take a new name. Uh, you you know, Hal Jordan died uh, to, on Vor. For our uh, sins. You know, you could use a rebirth name, a Black Star name. <laughs> and he goes, oh, that's easy. Call me Black Star Parallax. And it's, just, it's kind of this cool moment. Um, and, and then the very last thing is, right, okay, one more test of loyalty. You know, we just need to be sure. Uh, final page. It's uh, it's Adam Strange, you know, all tied up. And it's like, oh, thank God you're here. And um, you know, he goes, right, prove your loyalty. Kill Adam Strange. It's real good. And, and that's Matt, Matt reacted at the Black Star Parallax. And hang on, I've lost sound. <laughs> uh, I hope that all came through because yeah. oh, that no, we had to be heard the whole thing. It was it was it was uh, delightful. Yeah. <laughs> what, what was Matt saying about like that. the name? I don't know. What did Matt say about the name? I don't... Yeah, the, the the Black Star Parallax. He oh no! I just rolled my eyes and, and gave a nice uh, huff <laughs> and a puff, <laughs> and he'll blow yeah. your house down. Yeah. No, it's real good. This is um pro- maybe my my favorite issue so far. It's the most um focused and consistent uh you know because it is you know 75 percent of it is just this this these trials to get the armor and, and becoming a black star and then we get the oh you're a double which obviously we I, i've been saying it for the last three issues i know this is coming it's yeah it's it's, it's part of the plan people were freaking out on the solicits for no mm-hmm. bloody reason um so it's fine i'm glad it's there just to shut those people up <laughs> rather than oh i needed it in the story right away yeah. uh, but I, I'm really digging it. Art's fantastic, um, you know, uh, especially all the the otherworldly stuff that we get um, when we're looking through the visor. Um, give it a, an eight point five. Mm. Uh, well, we're about to go on a uh, book that's relevant to what I'm about to say, actually. But I'm going to interrupt your scheduled programming with some some good news, some breaking good news. So, as everyone may know, uh, this week it was announced that Arrow was ending with season eight, which is yeah. not the breaking news. They've been doing that for a couple of days. I was going to say, is that the small bit of news that you wanted to talk about with any other books? No, I actually forgot to mention. I was too busy with the cat. God's sake! I knew this would happen. I told you to say I, it at the start. <laughs> I was too busy with the cats. Uh, Jimenez uh, renewed his exclusive contract with the DC. That was just a footnote for that Should book. Should have just said it at the start. Uh, it went, yeah. uh, it's fine. It's fine. Anyway, uh, so so I was ending. You know, uh, you know, Pleo to Joy because fantastic. So it's ending with a, a season eight. 
uh, 10 episode season uh, which happens to be right around the time that Crisis is going to happen in the shows so uh, I wonder why they picked that I wonder why they picked that uh, but here's the good news which is very minor by anyone else's standards but sorry, I think sorry sorry there's more good news. There's more good not, news. Not the good news. That was the amazing news. Yeah, that was the amazing news. So on uh, television from the multiverse, which is the, the show me and Connor do where we talk about the DC TV shows every week, uh, I, I commented that there was 19 total episodes of Arrow left until it's over. Turns out there's only 22 episodes this season, which means there's actually only 18 episodes of Arrow left. <laughs> My liver just celebrated again. This is good news, people! This is great this is news! news. I'm, I'm so upset that Grant Morrison decided Green Lantern needs vampires. <laughs> hey, it's, it's space vampires. <laughs> now I can't go. You know who asked for space vampires in Green Lantern? Nobody, because clearly Grant Morrison thought, hey, this is a great idea. I, it I, is a great idea. I feel like somewhere, someone somewhere did ask for that. I, I, I think this is, this is not that weird... That someone asked for it. Someone was asking for space vampires. There's a fair thing to go, oh, do you really need this? That's a fair you know, yeah, question. That's, but that's someone what my, asked for space my subtext is. Damn it. My subtext. And they're talking Superman. Quit telling me and Pete we need to read this. Start bothering Connor to read Young Justice or Superman or Action. All right? I get it, man. You love Morrison. You love Morrison like I love Johns. I get it. <laughs> that would just upset me. It's better I don't read it because I'd come in full fury, ready to go. I don't. Know, I think. I think this issue you would have enjoyed the most. I mean, I know you're you've got a hang up on the the vamp. I think, but they're not. They're not going around. Oh, it's you know nighttime. Yeah, they're, they're not going around with fangs sucking blood. You know, like it's just yeah. You know, the, the kind of the visual look lines up with them, and they're, they're, it's a vampire planet. You know, so it's not like uh, they're going around hut feasting on the people. It's it's just you know it's a very focused straightforward issue. So they're space goths and they're not even vampires. I mean I'm sure they are. I'm sure they drink blood, but yeah, you know, we're not seeing much of it. They just are. All right, let's move on to Green Arrow issue fifty, the final issue of this of this current Green Green Arrow series. Uh, Colin Kelly and Jackson Lansing writing with Javier Fernandez on the art. And it's long as balls. It's a longer issue for issue fifty. I I'm gonna be a friend. I did not like this issue. Um, I. It I, definitely feels like they rushed the ending. Yeah, I don't really like it that much either. I think, just quickly about the art, Fernandez is usually pretty solid. I thought there was a couple of weird faces in this, though, especially with uh, Dinah. There's a couple of pages where she yeah. was, like, kicking or something like that, and she, she was, like, screaming at someone, but, and it just looked weird. I, she just looked I do really, love... Really, yeah, her facial structure looks completely... I it's do very love round. The, yeah, very round. Here, yeah. The, the breakdowns towards the end, though. I thought that really helped with the pacing. There, there were some breakdowns in the action where like, there's an explosion in one of the houses or something yeah. like that, and that, that looked quite good. Um, yeah. there, there is some good art in here. but Yeah. yeah. I think it's it's such a frustrating issue, because I know the writers have spoke about how, when they were brought on, they had the plans for a relatively extensive run, right. um, by all accounts. And then they I were think told... that was the Bensons, eh. wasn't it? No, 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 these ones. Oh, the, the, these the, the ones doing... Yeah, these, they're doing this last couple of issues, uh, Kelly and Lansing. They, they had plans for quite a bit and then were told actually you're no. getting like a handful of issues th- th- this 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 i mean because we complained at the end of the last issue that this like out of nowhere dine has been asked to bring oliver in it felt yeah. like such a random thing and it still feels that way like this entire issue it's like the whole thing is her going to oliver and saying hey uh my my previous like you know 
employer, <laughs> employer essentially, uh, wants to take you away. I'm, I'm trying to do it peacefully. And the whole thing's about him running away from these people. The entire plot of this issue is just this thing that comes out of nowhere. Like, why did they want him? Like, it, it, when it turns out it's the box, the box that Martian Manhunter gave him, but it just it feels but so out of nowhere. How'd they find out about the box? Yeah, no one knew about the box. No. It was, just, it was literally... It was it was Ollie and and Jean. Especially when I'm 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 gonna say it's something that that was on the last episode of Black Lightning that me and Pete actually forgot to speak about on television mm-hmm. the multiverse. Uh, huh? the very final scene with the super satellite. They just looked into his house and saw the box. Nah. Okay. That was that was weird to compare it to Black Lightning. I get, I kind of get what yeah. you're doing, but no, that's how they knew about it. They just, okay. just I, I'm going, oh, that's what they, they've got one of those. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but that's, I mean, and also I, nah. I realized we forgot to mention it. Before so I mentioned that scene at the end, you know, I, I, we didn't uh. forget to do that. But anyway, here's the thing. At the end of the book, we find, you know, Oliver finally looks inside the box and there's nothing, and he basically deduces that Jean just gave him this to, so he'd feel important. Right, even though as he's walking away at the very end, it starts glowing as if there is something in there. It's just not visible to the the eye or whatever. I think what frustrates me about <sighs> this is this as part of a larger story with Ollie. I can really see you know him being frustrated, but ultimately go no. Jean gave it him because he doesn't need anything. Yeah, uh, you know, it, it, I, if you take away that the panel of it glow, yeah, it's like no, no, it's him. They, you know, John was trusting him to take them down. Yeah, right. Um, I, I think the problem is, is, is I, I don't even blame the writers. Like, even though the writers have done that, that two issue fill in yeah. from before that we didn't like, and they actually referenced that in this. Yeah, they uh, did that, which which I appreciated. Yeah, like that was cool. But I just I, I don't blame them. I I, I don't think this, I I think they were handed this this job of you have to wrap up this and just and you have to leave Green Arrow in this position because whatever they're going to do with them in an event or something has to be you know he's on the run he's not green arrow anymore he's he's left seattle he's left Dana. everyone's like away from him like and they had to just do all that in an issue and and a lot of it's this action scene and the action scene stuff's probably the best stuff because at mm-hmm. least when it's just about him like dodging bullets and explosions and stuff it's like okay this looks quite good and it's yeah. just an action scene uh, when, when i started it i was super into it because he's you know he, he's trying to get into somewhere and you're like well where's, where's he trying to get into and then it's it's the that new character, um, the citizen? and the well no Civilian. because they become the citizen they go oh it's yeah. you yeah and that that felt a little rushed too, you know um, and and I liked all that and then it just with the stuff with Dinah and then, you know, I just this is the second time they've taken a character I was enjoying in the hands of Percy, and just wiped <laughs> it out. Like, yeah, and and again, I, I don't want to blame you, know, uh, Kelly and Lansing. I don't no. think this is their fault. I mean, I think there is very few yeah. writers this, in the world. This that isn't a Rick Grayson scenario. Yeah, right. We didn't blame per- Percy for that. No, no. exactly. Well, I I barely even blame Lobdell for that shite. No, I do. That's no, easy. because Lobdell was just given the job. I don't think he's not the reason why the the change happened. Yeah, um, it's not, he, he he didn't make it better, but it wasn't his yeah. fault. So. And so it leaves off here with with Ollie kind of leaving the Green Arrow persona behind, and running off into the woods, heading to Canada. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's a bummer. Yeah, like the more this went, I just or when it got to the ending, it was him being like frustrated because he's oh he's a joke to the Justice League. He's not really, it's not he's not really part of it. Like, I feel. I feel... I just I don't know. It it feels like they're forcing like a narrative here with them. That yeah. 
I don't think well, they've actually set up enough in the run no. up until this point. Uh, John, this like is, when... the, the, the only thing I think this really calls back to is the start of the new 52 Justice yeah. League when stuff. He tried to, yeah, when he tried to join up and they wouldn't let him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but I mean, we're, we're long past that. Uh, honestly, at the point where that doesn't even feel the same character anymore. Like, you know, that, that, that yeah. early new 52, like, it doesn't feel like that was even really That's... him. <laughs> no, even even the Lemire. This isn't even the Lemire version. That even even though Emiko's here, and stuff. Like... Yeah, so, yeah, but but that was a, again that was a very different character to the the early new two stuff. It's like okay, yeah, I grew up in the Lemire's thing. And I, and I feel this is the the problem with Green Arrow over the course of the last five years. It's just been so inconsistent on who he is as a character. And the most consistent he was was under Ben Percy. Yeah. Right. Like, Probably because. Even, he... So I. Probably because he was writing uh-huh. for like a good three plus years. You yeah, know? and like even though I just complained about space vampires and, and Green Lantern and stuff, <laughs> Percy gave us werewolves, and I didn't even care because I was so into that run. You know, you just like uh, werewolves more than vampires, clearly. Well, that, that's true too. Um, I can't, no, I can't I just say feel that. Like... There's definitely better vampire stories than those werewolf stories. Oh man, there is. Just think of movies. There's way there's far more good vampire movies. Than there. There's like two good werewolf movies, Matt. <laughs> By your I definition. Like... <laughs> All right, I'm going. I'm going like... to name you an American werewolf in London, and I'm going to mention Ginger Snaps. Uh, name me another. That's That's not good. Like I, I love Gary Busey as the weird uncle in that, but that is not a good werewolf movie. Granted, I haven't seen Silver Bullet since I was like 14. So 14 year old me thought that movie was dope. In, in hold, I mean, it's funny because there's like a rocket-powered wheelchair at one point because Gary Busey's a madman, but like... What the hell is this movie? He, he, Every time I hear it, it gets a new level he, of mad. He builds his nephew, because like his, his nephew's in a wheelchair, he builds him this like almost hot rod version of a wheelchair. Yeah. Uh, and there's, there's a, a werewolf in their town hunting people and yeah. he sets it aside on the kid's wheelchair. So now crazy alcoholic Gary Busey uh, is left in charge of this this child in a wheelchair. So this is what they do. Yeah, um, I also like American Werewolf in Paris. That one's a lot of what? fun. Yeah, <laughs> no one likes that one, Matt. Come on, <laughs> I I like that one. Like some people argue for Dog Soldiers, I didn't love it. Um, but like no one's arguing for American Werewolf in Paris. No, this is maddening. I I am. I the, enjoy the, that movie. The, a lot. the Howling's not even that good. Like I, I wish I liked that more, but it's not that good. But I'm you saying know. I enjoy werewolf stories. They're fantastic. I really relate to a man turning into an animal. So, oh, I bet. <laughs> yeah. Especially when I go to Taco Bell, I become half raccoon. Yes. So, but anyways, yeah, a little, little trash panda. I still, I still want another good werewolf movie. He's not mentioned one yet. I'm waiting for it. Yeah. Um, the 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 Red Riding Hood section of uh, Trick or Treat. Thoroughly enjoy that. Uh, it's okay, I yeah. guess. Um, <laughs> it's the closest you've come. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just like werewolves. What do you want? There's like, two good werewolf movies. I stand by that. Anyways, um, yeah, just whatever they do with Green Arrow, I hope at least it's consistent. I hope they can nail down the Nolly, the Nolly, the Ollie character. Um, and just, I feel like Johns knows something because him and Dinah were on that ship heading to Mars. That's true. So, That's true. Um, wherever he's at, and if he is like rogue agent green arrow and his whole mission is to which, be that safety valve which makes me wonder if what they're doing with oliver that's you know that the that he was implying here is something that will be over by the end of the summer like it will be yeah. you know a quicker thing over the summer rather than spread out over the next year yeah, yeah it's right. why i wondered if we'll get an announcement at one of the cons yeah 
and I also wish they would get Black Canary under like under consistency too, because like the a lot of the DCU stuff isn't canon anymore. But they really wanted to keep her being in that band because she mentions it here. Yeah. Um, and and fair, the secret agent stuff. Happened. Huh? Did I get Connor? Oh, that's right. I cut out. Uh, that was just yeah, lost. So that, oh, I, I said uh, uh, Doctor Fate still happened from from that room. Yeah, and that so that that's two things. But the rest of them, I just I, I feel like there's too much going on with Diana, like secret agent and. She was in a rock band and she's, you know, Green Arrow's girlfriend. And I just like, give me, give me Birds of Prey version of her. That's simple and consistent. Um, oh, a Birds of Prey book. That would be lovely. Yeah, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a movie coming. You'll get one. Yeah, yeah there'll be a new one for well, the movie coming out. And, I don't know, maybe, oh, yeah, but Harley maybe... Quinn's going to be the lead character. In it. <laughs> I'm, yeah, but like that lineup, I'm okay with that. I'll, I'll deal with Harley. To, to get Mary Elizabeth Winsett at his entrance. Yeah. So, like... I'm right there with you, Matt. Yeah. More Mary Elizabeth Winsett, just in general, is a good thing. I'm not it's denying true. that. I'm just upset that Babs is not, he, like, even you've mentioned. Seen, you've seen Sky High, right? Yes, I've seen Sky High. Okay. I just... I, I had a thought about it the other week. Bruce Campbell's in that movie, Matt. Come on. Are you yes. doubting my nerd cred? <laughs> No, I'm not doubting your nerd cred at all. I just <laughs> I, I, I love that Pete nerd cred on Bruce Campbell's. <laughs> I understand how had you not seen it, I could understand how it would have slipped through the, you know. Mm. But yeah, I must have. I saw that before I knew who she was. I don't remember her been in it, but yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, I, I know who she was because she was, and her character name was Gwen Grayson. Like, I did, I did not love that name. That has right? to be intentional. It's like comic book characters just got mashed together and now comes Gwen yeah. Grayson. Yeah. Oh, dear. Um, it's, it's like Gwen Stacy, but now she actually has the ability to not fall to her death. Um, so, <laughs> because she can do flippies. Like she can do Dick flippies. Grayson. Yes, she can do flippies. Yeah. She's <laughs> an acrobat. Uh, yeah. Grey Arrow 50 was kind of rough. Like It wasn't terrible from start to finish, but ultimately yeah. it feels like it's forcing a narrative... For, for the end of it, for where Oliver is, that just feels rushed and kind of unearned. Um, yeah. I did like that part with with Dinah, where he's like, "Well, yeah, she was a master in in you know jujitsu and judo, and just the way that that was handled, I thought like Ollie talking about her. That there was another part that was really clear. That yeah, I thought that, that was the writers had a fair point that was the other thing like her and oliver have been in a good place relatively speaking yeah. since rebirth started and yeah. i feel like this just very quickly had to break them up without any yeah. like build up it was just like oh yeah. she has to take him in so they're gonna have to break up yeah yeah so that's why again i we don't want to fault the writers at all on this it's just yeah. it's a really messy issue that was tasked like i feel like they put five issues worth of stuff in one issue yeah and I, let's just let it go I like the moment where he's falling through the sky from the plane and she has to like soften his landing with the scream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like yeah, that. That was a good nice moment. Yeah. So. So. Uh, I hope he was wearing earplugs. Yeah. <laughs> what were we rating Green Arrow 50 then, Matt? I'm going to 5.5. Connor? Straight 5. I'll go straight 5 as well. So that's not a good average. <laughs> Green, uh, Green Arrow 58 it's, it's fine because they came on for issue 50, uh, 48 and we were like oh 48 was pretty good that wasn't too bad 48 yeah. okay not as good but still you know and then yeah. 50 is just like oh. 
Uh, anyway, that'll take us on to Adventures of the Super Sons issue 8. Peter J. Tomasi writing Carlos Barberi yeah. on the art. Uh, I feel like our discussions of this are getting quicker and quicker because there's very little to say about it. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just fun and good. And there you go, as your review. <laughs> Rex, yeah, Rex Luther, he does, does some stuff. Uh, the Joker Jr. has another flipping heel turn here. Well, well, no, he doesn't, no, no, he has a face turn. And he pretends he's having a heel turn, but he's yeah, actually still on the good yeah. guy's side. Also, Connor, how much do you know about Space Cabby? Because hold on, don't, don't spoil it, Pete. Okay. Like, uh, I mean, how much it... passing knowledge? Okay. Why? So then, apparently, all the Space Cabbies are basically automatons because Joker Jr. talks about how he terminated Space Cabby, and and John's like, "You killed somebody." He's like. Oh no, it's fine. They all come from the same place. Like assembling. So I don't yeah. know if that's Joker Jr. justifying that he murdered Space Cabby, or which universe this is... are we in here? Regular. Yeah, like... I think so. Okay. Well, I think so. Yeah. Anyway, no indication. Well, I'm just checking. Where... Uh, yes. uh, I was not aware yeah. of this, but I mean, yeah, either was I. But the way that Tomasi throws it out there, it's just kind of like, well, this is something that everybody knows. But yeah. Whenever he showed up, he's always felt like just a, a character. A dude. Yeah. yeah. He's been terminated. He goes and at the Warriors Bar. I'm, 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 on, I'm, I'm on Wikipedia now. Um, yeah. He's looking up Space Cabby. Um, so basically, they're just trying to like find a way off the planet, and they're looking yeah. at how they can escape, and they eventually get... It's not a, It's like a vroom tube, <laughs> they call it. Yeah. Credit credit to that, that these all these planets are tied together by this vroom tube, and it, it allows easy access on and off of this, basically, penal colony. Yeah. Also, the idea of a Green Lantern cadet program is actually kind of cool. Like, I had yeah. issues with it before thinking that he was lying. Well, I don't think he is. Like, no, because saw... it, it sounds like something the Guardians actually do in yeah. the hopes that you'll be worldly at some point. So he's not actually got yeah. a Green Lantern ring yet, but he's got the uniform yeah. and he's he's in training. Yeah. Uh, no, I like that. I like that they've got this other, like, essentially they're building like a mini Justice League to fight the mini Legion of yeah. Doom. Because uh, yeah. Lex has way more people now that he's turned into, like, Earth, uh, Earth villains. And at the end of the issue, he like basically sends Superboy and Robin and the Green Lantern in training into the tube somewhere. He's like, I'm not going to chase after them. You know what? That's in the past. I've got a galaxy to take over. So he's, he's got loftier goals. He wants to take yeah. over the galaxy uh, now. And that's, yeah. that's basically it. And also, Robin, in the last week that they've been in this planet, built himself a bat cave. Multiple bat caves. Multiple bat caves. different safe houses. Different and sectors. John's like, of course you did. Yes. Because that's what you do. Yes, uh, which didn't um, me laugh. But... I, I read the wiki page, regular yeah. wiki, not DC wiki, um, right. but not a single mention of this. This all talks about it being a person who, you know, had a life and then became a space cabbie. Mm-hmm. So, so then, yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe Joker Junior just off that dude. <laughs> yeah, no, this is here. You know, you know, originally he was he was a fighter pilot, took jobs as a laborer and pilot for hire. Eventually, took up driving cab number seven four three three. He Sorry. is a member of the Cosmic Order of Space Cab Pilots and Veterans of Alien Wars. It's a, it's a fake history. Oh. So it's, a, yeah. it's, f- it's fake memories implanted, so he thinks he's, I mean, he's real. Sure. No, it was just... It stuck <laughs> out to me because it was so nonchalant. I was yeah. Like, Whoa. Yeah, it didn't make a big deal of it. It was very, it was very just no. kind of matter-of-fact, yeah. 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 Something I'm not familiar with, and a brief cursory glance at Wikipedia is yeah. not telling me anything. Yeah. And R again yeah. from Burberry Solid. Yeah, you know, it's it, you know very cartoony, very expressive. I, colors I are do bold, love how, how deep Tomasi's going into the the villains pool to pull out some of these you know yeah. Rex Luther, Rainbow Raider, Legion and... members. 
Yeah. Yeah. There's a whole, whole bunch of wacky ones now. And like Man- Manta's like showing, oh, you've actually got yeah. powers. I just have to deal with a suit that only really does stuff underwater. Uh, yeah. But the helmet's pretty tight, <laughs> I think was the yeah. line. <laughs> So, so yeah. it, it's fun. I just, I just feel like this is. I don't want to call it a throwaway because it's not, but it's like, it's a junk food version. Yeah, it, it kind of is like. I, I feel like if this was on a busier week, it may get dropped because yeah, it'd be a lot of books and it doesn't feel like it's something that needs to be read. But it is very yep. fun. So you know, as long as it's on a, a light week, I'll keep reading that. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though the discussion from it's really quite basic and simple yeah. at this point. Uh, it's yep still good it's still fun yeah uh it's just, so i mean i didn't like this one as much as last issue but yeah. uh it's still, it's still a solid seven so i don't know how you feel matt mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i'm gonna give it a, a, a six five i think you liked it a little more than i did i just it's junk food like yeah did, did you enjoy that brownie yeah it was good it was a brownie yeah, yeah. yeah. you get what you expected right yeah uh, yeah which takes us on to the final book of the week, which we all read, and that is Female Furies issue two by uh, Cecile Castellucci and Adriana Mello on the art. Oh wait, I didn't read this one. Oh shucks. Yeah. Oh, oh, now the corner. Oh well. Uh, Oops. Yeah. Matt, <laughs> what happened? Yeah. So this this issue basically boils down to all the Furies are kind of jealous of Arlie because of her preferential treatment mm. by what's his what's that scumbag's name. Uh, Willick, and he keeps sending her gifts and stuff, uh, and no one, no one still has caught on that they killed Steppenwolf's bastard, who was, damn it, there's all these names. It's all the names, yeah. The, the, the dude they buried him. They, they killed the. Yeah, that, the dude they. Um, hold on, where's where's his name? They, looking, looking. Who cares? Steppenwolf's bastard. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. So, anyways, um. Barda starts like getting at Orly too, because like, well, you know, this was the mission, and if you keep failing, you're our leader. You're the reason that we're not ever going to, um, you're that we're never going to be able to to be in Darkseid's like grace, and whatnot. And it the whole issue is kind of like mm-hmm. how how a society can turn women on each other versus trying them to help each other. Because through all of this, they look at all this like it's Arlie's fault, even though she's just a participant in all of this. You know, she has really no agency. Because from her fellow Furies to to Granny Goodness, they're telling her just suck it up. So it's like, yeah, your life sucks, but you're not allowed to be weak. They already look at you at weak. Be strong, and you come to find out that that Willick, it seems like he's raped her. If not, there's definitely non-consensual stuff going on that she ends up getting pregnant and and she doesn't want anything to do with this and she gets super depressed and granny's like no we're we're gonna do something with this we're gonna end up turning it on them but you need to keep going out there and she doesn't want to and this leads to a a feud between her and barda and um barda's like well i'll i'll be a leader i'll be a better leader than you one day because i'm not gonna deal with this you know, I'll do what needs to be done. And uh, they end up um, finding the Steppenwolf's bastard that she killed, and they blame it on uh, New Genesis. And so Steppenwolf ends up leading this, this mission to go take out Hyman and uh, his family, except Orly takes out the, 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 I think, the daughter, but not their grandkids. She, she takes them away. And... Um, Willick 
China is like, well, I'm on to you. And if if you don't if you do anything like that again, you're that's it. You're we're taking you out of the Furies, and you know you'll be put into prison. She fights him, and she tries to speak up for herself, and it basically drops the dime on on him on Willick in front of Steppenwolf, and Steppenwolf turns it back around on her and calls her a nasty woman, which is where the uh, title comes from. And uh, they they go see Darkseid, and, um, you know, she, Darkseid turns it even more onto the Furies that this is all Orly's fault, that they they can't be taken seriously. Um, and then this is where I got kind of lost in all of this, is that Granny Goodness has this plan, and it seems to involve Orion and, and Orion's mother. Uh, not too quite sure on where all this goes, but she ends up sending Stampa and Bernadette over to the Forever People to kidnap, I think it's Beautiful Dreamer, because whatever Granny Goodness's plan is going to be involves this. And she ends up um, showing like these, oh, it looks like nightmares, to the Furies to, I think, to motivate them. But, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty grim stuff that happens throughout. And it didn't make me feel good reading, I'll tell you that much. So <laughs> if, that's what, if that's what the writer was going for in the it art. It sounds like that is part of the intention. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, um, you just it's a mini. And I'm curious to see what happens with Orly. Because, again, last time I checked, she's not part of the Furies that we all know. You know? Mm. But it's again, it makes me feel icky as this is going on. I, like I, think like a, po- I think that's the point, though. I think yeah, it's supposed to feel icky. You know, uh, she, she has a, a shower sequence where she's trying to scrub Willock off of her and whatnot. And I'm just like, Ugh. you know, I read comics for, for escape, not for type of this. and Crushing reality. You know, <laughs> yeah, it, with, with these new gods. And so, and again, I'm not that well versed in the new gods mythos. So I don't know if. That was meant to be Orion, you know, or whatever, whatever this plan is. If if uh, if Arlie getting pregnant is what put that, you know, let's swap kids or whatever, because she she talks about how that works. But then she also talks about Scott Free being there. So I don't I don't know. Maybe it's a hope you know? of oh maybe I can send them over yeah. to New Genesis and and they can have yeah. a good life. Mm. Yeah, because it seems like Granny's playing a part because we got her her history there and how she didn't want to be in this spot still. And so, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's fine. Like I didn't, it's not a bad issue, but it made me feel icky and I'm not quite sure part of that story. So if you, you read it out there and have a better understanding, you know, hit me up on Twitter and help me figure this out. So, but yeah, um, art, art's great. Except again, um, it's new god stuff. It's very Kirby uh, mm-hmm. influence, so they do good. It, it's not as zany as some of the other stuff. Yeah, Mel- Matt Harriet has some moments. Yeah, where, Ma- like Mel was very good. She, she was good on yeah. Plastic Man. She's good, she was good in yeah. the first issue of this. Yeah. So it's great at balancing those icky moments with the the kind of zaniness, like where Matt Harriet gets these new claws because Orly doesn't want the presents from Willick, so she tells the Furies, "Well, you can have them." And one of them are Matt Harriet's claws. That one looks like Barda's club. That she uses, or a version of it. So that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Not, not as not as good as the last issue, but yeah. I mean, we'll see it, where it goes. Are you reading issue three? 
I might. I'll let you guys know. But if I do, it probably won't be till we go to record because I'm not falling for that trick anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but if I'm gonna rate it, uh, I'll probably I'll give it a seven point five because again, it's it's not bad. Yeah, it's not my thing definitely. But you know, because I tend to shy away from things that make me feel gross. It's like, well, I'll never watch Old Boy again. As great shot as that movie was. Oh, Old Boy's fantastic. Um, yeah. You know, actually, I was just I, I I I was glancing at my phone and I was led yeah. to something I think I did know about kind of, but I'd forgotten about it and yeah. it's really depressed me. Um, this is DC Comics related. Before before I go any further, um, yeah. so were you aware that just before the New Fifty Two, there was supposed to be Nick Spencer was taking over Supergirl and it was going to spin into a new Young Justice book. Mm. Did not know that. Right, they solicited the first couple of issues and it was going to be Supergirl leading a team of Stephanie Brown. Little little Iris West, right? You know Wally's Irene. daughter, Irie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Damien, Miss Martian, Blue Beetle, and Static Shock. As we've been Nick Spencer, team. yeah. And Nick be... Spencer has the banter for that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like really depressed now looking at this. One of the because the cover for the, one of the issues is. And then they lost the Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. so. The how's, new... how's his Spider Man? Is it pretty is good? It, it's pretty good. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah. it's old. Enjoyable, yeah. Enjoyable. It's Enjoy. not my favorite Marvel book. You know, I wouldn't even put it in my top yeah. five Marvel books, but it's solid. Yeah. yeah. Dependable. Yeah. Uh, now, your Captain America and your Daredevil uh, and your West Coast Avengers. I'd... Yeah, Thor. So, so you're telling me to go he... get Zdarsky's Daredevil? Yeah. He, yeah. he knows that Thor's good, though. He doesn't need me to tell him Thor's no, good. No, I know. Yeah. I'm just making a point of telling the listeners because you haven't caught up yet, you disgraceful person. I'm working I'm, on it. I'm super... I got super sad this week that... Aaron kind of announced that once War of Realms is done, yes, um, he's done on Thor. To be fair, yeah. seven years, not bad. <laughs> no, I, Pete, I get that. Yeah. But like, it's it's my go-to Marvel book. It was the only Marvel book I was reading for a long period of time. And yeah. I don't know who can take over that. Like, mm. It's like they had to bring Wade back to follow up Johns from Flash because it just felt like, so yeah, I don't know. I'm bummed out. Yeah, uh, but hey ho, hey ho, uh, all th- all good things and all that must come to an end. Uh, so that actually brings us on to the final part of the show where we pick our favorites of the week. We do our top five, we pick our favorite panel slash moment, favorite best art, best cover, all that kind of thing. Uh, so we'll start off with the panel slash moment. So which panel from Doomsday Clock will it yeah. be? <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i literally spent half of what uh, while matt was somewhere that book going through the yeah. issue and going right which one am i going with yeah i mean i, I don't mind so if you want me to go first i'll i i mean it's, it's hard because i'm you know i'm thinking about the moments and there's so many that kind of stick out but is it is it possible for me to not just pick the moment the, the moment where manhattan just kills them all like that moment with a flash of light like, hey, if you yeah. want that moment, the death and hit me uh-huh. hard in comics this week or even this year so far, is that moment dead? I don't think anything did, so I'll go with that. It's an easy one, but what, what you yeah. got, Matt? So it, it's the roll call, but more specifically, it's not only because like it's Gary Frank Art and he's drawn all these characters, right? But the Charlton comics characters at the end—that's what he, he ends okay. with. Yeah. And it's just a, it's a great, like, this is all coming from, from that. Yeah. Um, although I really wanted to put Guy Gardner punching 
Manhattan. I nearly went with that. I was so yeah, close. It's, but it, it's it's the old one too of, of him punching him out, and they go, "Wow, I think I killed him." That it's the smile afterwards because oh, yeah. is that it? Nah, so if I was going to go with the Guy Gardner moment, it'd be the end of the Guy Gardner moment when Manhattan takes his ring and he's just in shock and awe that he's just been emasculated. I'm, I'm shocked that Guy was wearing clothes underneath because he's the type of me that just is like... <laughs> yeah. Ring will do nah, it. These, yeah, the ring will do it. Yeah. Uh, what's your pick, Carter? Because um, that, that was my runner-up, the uh, the, the yeah. one-two bit. That, um, but ultimately, I'm gone with uh, magic. It feels good to still learn. Mm. And he says it with a smile on his face. Yeah. That's kind of terrifying coming from Manhattan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. Uh, so, best cover of the week then. Uh, next. D- Doomsday Clock. I mean, the one where it's all the costumes of the heroes that he's just. No, oh, no, no. no, no. The I, regular I one. The, 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 the Legion ring. ring floating. Yeah. The simplicity. Yeah. The Oh, it's so good. I gotta go with the other one if I'm picking one of those. I don't want to share some other ones, but I actually think the Green Arrow variant is quite good. Do you know what? Uh, I was a little. Because. Um, the the credits page said that was a Doc Shainer. The Lola Shainer, I know. And I was like, really? I went back and looked at it. I was like, that's Shainer. Because Shainer did a, a Batman cover as well, I think, this week. And Is that Shainer? I think so. Because that's my runner-up is the Batman one. Uh, I think that got... was Shainer. Uh, let me go check the credits page. Yeah, uh, it looks like him. Yeah, uh, that, that's what I thought. And, and did you say he did a Young Justice one as well? I think so. That's a busy week for him. That's why he's not in any books because he's too busy yeah. to cover. I, I can, I can with let me let me cert- double check the Young Justice. I can tell you with certainty what the worst cover is. Go on. It's the Justice League variant. I can't remember it. Hold on. Oh, go and take a look at that beauty. I'm gonna go look at this Justice what? League variant. Yeah, Doc Shainer did do the Young Justice. So three variants in one week from Shainer, and he's still missing out because Doomsday Clock. <laughs> Oh, baby. <laughs> oh. Is that Leifeld? Yeah. <laughs> you mean that big patch with his name on Batman's leg didn't give it away? I noticed oh. that, yeah. I he was actually look- puts his signature in a patch. I was looking at Batman's mouth and going, now it's at Leifeld. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear, oh, dear. All right, best start of the week. Right, Gary Frank, all round. Yep. Okay, good. Let's just carry on. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's sweeping, isn't it? Uh, my runner-up would, ba- um, runner would be good... Batman, though. Just for the record, runner-up would be Batman. I I thought the art in Green Lantern was excellent, and Justice League was real good. Yeah. But no, Justice League was good. I, I can't fault Justice League as a pick either. Yeah. But um... I love him in S, though. I'm I'm partial. Yeah, uh, like I said, I preferred the Batman art over Justice League, but it's, it's Gary Frank, so. All right, top five books of the week then, which basically means just uh, Doomsday Clock and then the order of the rest you read for the most part. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Matt, what's yours? So, of course, it's, it's Doomsday Clock, Young Justice, Justice League, um, I guess then Batman, and. <laughs> I have to put Female Furies. There you go. So, the second of Superman, or Super Sons of 6 5. And Green Arrow got my lowest, so... Yep, Connor? Yeah. Uh, my number two is Justice League. Three's Green Lantern. Four, I guess, is Batman and five, Green Arrow. Uh, number one for me is Doomsday Clock. Number two is Justice League. Number three is Young Justice. Number four is... 
Probably Batman. Then number five is uh, Super Sons. There you go. <laughs> Top eyes. I did ask on the Twitters every week uh, at, at DC yep. Comics Podcast on the Twitters. Only give us ones that aren't Doomsday Clock. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with that. Oh, well, yeah. in that case, we could skip this segment and move on. <laughs> to, <laughs> move on to the next thing. Uh, so yeah, it was mostly Doomsday Clock. Uh, I'll look for some uh, different opinions here, but uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, at the Jordan Cox, uh, I'm going to have to say Doomsday Clock. I simply love the confrontation between DCEU and Doctor Manhattan, and throughout the book, it made me feel uh, how high the stakes were. I would agree with that. The stakes were very high. Uh, the scene where Manhattan absorbs all of their magic and uh, and projected it out was both beautiful and gorgeous. Uh, beautiful and gorgeous. I mean, I I, I thought One it was, was a little bit redundant. Yeah, but I, sure. I thought I was going to say beautiful and terrifying. That's what I thought the sentence was going to say because that's what made sense in my head to say both. But <laughs> beautiful and gorgeous yeah. makes it sound like oh yeah, beautiful and gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, uh, at Bizarro Luther, definitely the one with the blue naked guy. I just thought that one was funny. <laughs> yeah, so. Hanging in the wind. Uh, at Corey YNWA, any other week Green Lantern wins it was so damn good. However, this week I read a comic that may be the best single issue of a comic that I remember in a long time. Doomsday Clock issue 9 was so damn fun and close to perfect. Uh... <laughs> I feel bad for everything else that came out this week. Because I gave Justice League a 9, I gave Green Lantern an 8.5, and they don't even matter this week. Uh, oh, here's one. Uh, Ask me, Exorcist 7. Justice League reminds me of old school Justice League. Scott Snyder has made the uh, uh, the uh, preeminent team book. Love it. I, I uh, assume that Sweet Exorcist isn't reading Doomsday Clock for some reason. No, so they're, go they're fix not that. up to date. Because I made a tweet on Wednesday <laughs> that, that Doomsday Clock filled me with existential dread. And he's like, oh, I better get caught up. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. get on that dude yeah and then there were several other people who also responded with Doomsday Clock in some variation uh, uh, and you know don't even know why you bothered asking this week I know uh, <laughs> I mean uh, talking Superman I guess I mean just because he has to get mentioned I suppose uh, some really strong books this week but how could it be anything but Doomsday Clock that sums it up so it there you go uh, yeah oh, okay there was one vote for Green Lantern there wasn't really much of a comment to go with it but there was a Green Lantern issue 5 response yep. to so there you go uh that that is that so uh always check out on the twitters at dc comics podcast because i do ask every sort of friday night early saturday uh for your picks uh also ashley for elsewhere as well the uh, other comics podcast that me and connor do me and connor do another podcast called elsewhere in the multiverse where it's marvel and other publishers and other things we're reading uh, we do that midweek so uh yeah keep it keep an eye out for that um but yeah, so I, I should tell you what's coming next week. Uh, so not Doomsday Clock, that's for sure. Definitely not Doomsday Clock. Coming up next week on uh, the DC Comics uh, slate, we have Superman number 9, Wonder Woman 66, The Flash 66, Justice League Dark number 9, Supergirl 28, Hawkman 10, Titans 35, Catwoman 9, Wonder Twins 2, uh, The Batman Who Laughs, The Grim Knight issue 1 is a one-shot. So that's sort of splitting up yeah. the, the Batman Who Laughs. Uh, yeah. many and then yeah. also next week that we are not covering is electric warriors number five and red hood outlaw number 32 um, and and maybe catwoman number nine and maybe catwoman number nine <laughs> no i'm asking to read it it's fine see who forgets that, that they weren't supposed to read it <laughs> i'm asking to read it i can tell matt's gonna read it because he's gonna forget that he was supposed to skip it yeah <laughs> probably <laughs> anyways my house makes weird noises when i'm the only one here 
There was a thump from the roof. There was just a thump from over there. A, th- uh, a thump here, a thump there, a thump, a thump everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, dear, too much thumping going on in Matt's house. Yeah. As one would say. Anyway, uh, so that yeah, that pretty much wraps up the 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 show. This the show's a poo. Um, you can get us on Patreon.com slash TV if you want to support the show and the channel and everything we do here and keep the show coming, keep us affording all the books all the rest of it uh, you can do that over there uh, for as little as one dollar per month uh, the five dollar tier you get the monthly bonus episode that me and connor do on a trade or whatever and you get uh, uh voting rates in that every couple of months as well uh, so go have a look you get access to the the the, the special patreon only channel on the discord uh so yeah go to the patreon you can have a look at it uh, and see everything that's on offer um so go have a look at that. You can also support us, of course, by uh, liking, subscribing, rating us on the, 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 the your podcast app or YouTube. And you can, of course, also buy merchandise, should you wish. If you want a comics from the Multiverse t-shirt, hoodie or hat, there's links in the description for both the US and the UK stores. So go have a look at that too. Uh, but that's it. That's everything. Uh, that's all my plugging, I think. It turned into quite a meaty show, given we only had like seven books. It did. Uh, of course, there's also uh, those Batman movie reviews that me and Connor have been doing, which you can get on the YouTube page or on the Mail Fuzz Movies YouTube, uh, Mail Fuzz Movies uh, podcast feed. So, uh, and I assume that, that there will be a Captain Marvel review coming in the next couple of days. There mm-hmm. are me, Matt, and also uh, other fuzzer Timothy Vargulish, the Professor, uh, the Boy, the the Goat Man. Uh, he, he goes by many names. <laughs> He does. <laughs> uh, so. I mostly call him crazy. <laughs> yes. But he knows uh, that. Yes. So uh, that will be coming up uh, late Sunday, early Monday. Uh, will be our Captain Marvel review. So uh, there you go. That's, that's a lot of stuff plugged. Uh, but that is that is us. So by all means, let us know what you think of this week's books in the comments below. Like and subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on the Twitters at DC Comics Podcast, like I said. But otherwise, that is us. So thank you once again for watching and listening. Keep reading DC Comics. And always remember to never get lost in the Speed Force.